Okay. I'm number six, and this is the New Prisoners Podcast. And I'm joined by Lisa Belanger and Chris Baller Graves, the first TMP contributors. And I'm also joined by John Henry. John Henry, would you like to say hello to the people this week? Um, you know, moving forward, I think the right thing to do would be for you to introduce everybody with their pronouns, preferred uh, pronouns, please. So um, I appreciate that. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's our Christmas extravaganza. Yay. Hope everybody's having fun getting ready for this holiday. Um, lot to talk about today, man. Uh, some positive things to start with. Carrie Lake, her lawsuit is moving forward. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, a little bit that I've seen so far, it looks like it will all be really positive. And although I'm very pessimistic talk. that anything will come out of it uh, because, well, you know, the thing. Uh, gosh, what else are we going to talk about today? Uh, the COVID shot causes blood clots. Huh. <laughs> Wish somebody would have told us that shit. Zelensky shows up in a damn sweatshirt to pick up his billion. So that's very exciting. Watching these people swoon over this man and old decrepit crypt keeper herself, fuckface Pelosi, actually kissed him on the mouth. That is disgusting. Uh, that is about the most grotesque thing I've seen in a long time. Uh, a couple of the things we have to talk about. Tim Robbins is sorry. Fuck you, Tim Robbins. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. A facial recognition software getting you kicked out of your daughter's event. Yeah, that's right, folks. We are there. Uh, so we're going to discuss that a little bit more today. Uh, the feds killed JFK. Uh, that doesn't seem like anybody really cares, <laughs> which is unfucking believable uh, It is absolutely insane. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about J6 today. I, I, I'll give you a surprise. It was the feds. Um, a lot of other things we're going to discuss today. The omnibus spending bill, uh, one of the absolute worst that's ever been presented. Hurry up and sign. Gets dropped at 1.30 in the morning. Good news is if it gets passed, we're going to do things like spend millions upon millions uh, for LGBTQ plus housing. Don't know what that means in gender studies in different countries. By the way, the word salmon is in that bill about 67 times. So that's where your tax dollars are going to waste. Uh, FBI collusion. Well, the FBI says that the claim of the FBI's collusion with social media companies to suppress speech and sway an election is, you guessed it, misinformation and a conspiracy theory. So thank goodness that the FBI made that assessment on their own behavior. What more could you ask for? Um, is Elon Musk stepping down? He did the poll, promised he would. Good news is Tom from MySpace said he's happy to step in. And last but not least... Uh, Mitch McConnell can go fuck himself. Yes. That and a heck of a lot more. Welcome to the holiday special. Back to you, sir. Thank you. My Christmas wish for all of you listening is to be able to look at the people around you, take a head count, and cherish the moments you have with those folks. Christmas being celebrated in such a cold and dark month here in the Northeast is a holiday that can be associated with a lot of stress rather through work or, or family. But death is often overlooked in even the edgiest of Christmas cards. The ones you have with you, no matter how flawed they may be, celebrate them. Celebrate them because they may not be around this time next year, and neither may you. Treat this Christmas like it's your last. There are so many stupid distractions in life around this time, but it's the people that make Christmas special to me. And I wish that I could hand another present to my grandparents. 
what I wouldn't give to be able to go over their house to find a stocking filled with lottery scratchers, and chocolate, and a Christmas card. To hear my family laugh together at a movie. We talk a lot about some crazy concepts here at The New Prisoners. Things like Great Resets, the global corporatist oligarchy, and the end of the world. But why we do this all comes back to love. The love we have for our people. This Christmas, we want all of you to experience that same love. May it compel you to make better decisions for you and the future of this world. And for those who will inherit it. As I've gotten older and more into conspiracy theories, the Christmas treatment we get from our commercialized culture can sour one's outlook on the holiday. Sometimes growing older results in a loss of faith, and therefore the holiday fades in importance. The childhood belief in Santa that is shattered can turn someone away from what can be gained from such an important yearly celebration. Then there's discussing politics with family. Yeesh. Give everyone a big hug and tell them that you love them, even if that's hard to do. Maybe send them a link to this show on your way home. On behalf of the new prisoners, Merry Christmas. Thank you for being a part of our family, and may that joy and love experienced with our togetherness last us all until this time again next year. And that's this week's monologue. But uh, moving on with uh, the first of our big five this week, I have this pulled up. Uh, this is from John Henry. I believe you sent me this article. This is from Breaking 9-11 from a few days ago. Uh, the National Archives releases more than 11,000 unredacted JFK assassination files. Now, last night I was fortunate enough to be part of uh, Chuck Ocelli's Ocelli Effect show on the Ocelli Network. I hope you all can go and check that out. Um, that should be released uh, probably within the next 24 hours, too. And we're going to uh, also release it on our channels here. My At least my segment of, of the interview will be on all of my channels here. So all the links in the descriptions, folks. Um, go and check that out. But um, let's get on with this. So this is... Um, from Breaking 9-11, it says, In accordance with President Biden's memorandum on December 15, 2022, the National Archives today posted 12,879 documents containing newly released information subject to the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992. Now, Chuck Ocelli told me last night that he's been going through these documents basically one by one comparing them to all the previously previously released documents because the um, what they've gotten now with this release is is that they've unredacted certain things that have already been released to the public so you have like say page 5 has like paragraph 3 redacted now it may not be redacted so imagine having to go through every single one of those documents to try and find something that they may have actually released to the public that's of any significance, that makes any difference in the story. Um, that's the type of in-depth um, and painstaking uh, research work that Chuck Ocelli and, and friends like him are, are doing. Uh, so definitely support them in that if you get a chance to, okay? Uh, but it says uh, release documents are available for download here. You can download right off of this article. This will be included in this week's source list. Again, links in the description for that. Follow us on Substack. Just look for number six on Substack. 
Now, it says in the article, too, at the direction of the president and following the December 15th, 2021 release, the National Archives and the agencies responsible for withholding documents conducted an intensive review of each remaining redaction withheld under Section 5 of the JFK Act. This was the first review under the JFK Act that was done in an interagency manner at the redaction level. So kind of what I just explained. The, J the John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection, otherwise known as The Collection in this article, established by the National Archives in November of 1992, consists of approximately 5 million pages. The vast majority of the collection has been publicly available without restrictions on access since the late 1990s. Following today's release, now it says here, over 97% of records in the collection are now available. Now, the main question posed by Chuck Ocelli, according to him last night, uh, as part of the, the, the media surrounding this um, that he got to be a part of was, how do they know what's 97%? There's no way of knowing <laughs> how many records that yeah. they have or don't have or what can be discovered. So Numbers to, don't matter anymore. They use that. It's a manipulative tactic, isn't it, John of Henry? It is. Like yeah. when you put a box around it, like, oh, it's this. And then people accept that, right? So they accept that false premise. You know, they, they start off on the wrong foot by accepting the reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what it is, it's 90% of the 97% of what we acknowledge exists. Mm -hmm. That's right? gross. It's kind of like Epstein and Maxwell, right? Yeah. But like, like nice we got without the children, you know, we got X percentage of <laughs> evidence, Gross. right? But not all the videos of them nothing of, murdering children. I don't really want to see those videos, though. Nobody nothing wants to see nothing. videos. I just want people to be held accountable for the actions. Well, that's asking for a lot, man. I don't know. What yeah, fuck, I'm sorry, guys. You want to know yeah, something that's pretty cool, though? Stupid altruistic viewpoints. I douche. No, um, um, actually, Mr. Ocelli uh, invited myself. And my friend Peter Sikosh and our good friend Six here to be reporters for the Ocelli Network during that press conference. It was a Zoom virtual thing where all the heavy hitters that are still alive in the JFK research community for whatever, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but there were uh, some pretty heavy hitters in the room. And <laughs> if they're alive, they're shills. <laughs> Someone tell you that? Because yeah. You're absolutely pure, correct. Your speculation. <laughs> if you're alive, and now we know what we always known, but nobody would admit to. Well, I was. I stepped in something fierce, guys. No, um, I actually was so enamored by that press conference, right? That I actually left the Zoom thing running on my laptop, and I went outside and talked to Donald Jeffries for the remainder of it, and we were both talking about how ridiculous this whole dump is because um, I have to kind of disagree with my uh, good producer buddy uh, Chuck Ocelli. I don't think anything is actually going to be in those documents because uh, they got rid of those a long time ago. And, well, and even even if there is. I mean, and I'm trying, I'm trying to be a doomsayer, but forget yeah. what's going to happen. Nothing. Nothing. Except, you know what? I'll take that back a little bit. When they actually passed the uh, the ARRB, the Record Review Board, in 1998, from uh, basically they passed it in 1992, uh, the JFK Records Act, after Oliver Stone's movie came out, um, 
the Operation Northwoods, actually, those documents were unearthed during that. So I, I should shut my mouth because maybe there are some a couple of gems here and there. I don't know, man. To me, it's like, um, you know, it's, it, and I'm gonna, I might fuck up one word of the quote, and I apologize for that. But, you know, JFK's quote about, uh, I believe it was, I'm going to shatter the CIA into a, a million shards. A thousand, yeah. Like that's, yep. you know, and, and to me, that's pretty telling of, oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of, you know, what it makes me think of is, uh, did any of you read the report that came out yesterday about the 97 year old woman that worked at the, um, the Nazi death camp? I heard about it. I did not get to read it yet. I did so they not. found her guilty, right? Wow. And she, wow. uh, two years of prison time and she was found guilty of, of being complicit in the murder of like 10,505 people. You know, that's a lot. It's just, you it's think she will live out the sentence? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think she's going to serve it. Oh, you know, but it's like it's it's too little, too late, and kind of the same thing here, where okay. you know, it's um, is that a major, horrible, horrific thing? Yeah, it is, but nobody's yeah, really being held accountable because uh, it actually kind well, of it's disheartening. You know why? Because that means there's no hope for nine uh, eleven. Justice. If that's the case. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm losing hope on. So I know, man. <laughs> and I'm sucks. learning from you guys to actually not be such a uh, pessimistic uh, a hole. So no, but I think us, uh, but I think us being objective that way and having that pessimism is like we got some shit to figure out. Well, you're being realistic. It's, it is a yeah. difference, I guess. Yeah. And and I, I just think that you know we collectively. Um, you know, as fucking patriots and citizens, man, we got we got to figure some shit out here because right. it's at this point, it's not going to work out the way that it should. You know, we can't we can't count on um, you know the law of the United States and and due process because it, it's just too powerful. Well, you we nailed it right chance. there, John Henry. You nailed it right um, there by saying that you know by exposing this stuff and and figuring out where the failures are in our in our institutions and in our system where the corruption is where the uh, where the evil lies, we know to stay away from it. Like there's a blessing in understanding and knowing, you know, what's, what's actually, you know, being done to us by the people that we delegate or put in charge uh, of managing our society. And if we can recognize it sooner and faster, the faster we can correct the problem, even if it's walking away entirely from that institution, like the FBI or the CIA and saying, Hey, you you know, this stuff shouldn't exist anymore. You know what? You, you're actually onto something because um, my other, my newer uh, online buddies uh, over at uh, Knights of the Storm, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna not because of. Uh, I don't even think they know about our docucast uh, for January sixth, but they actually have some plans to do a, a four to six part documentary series themselves on the beginning of America, 1776, right? Oh, that'd be awesome. And man. going through each era with people like Vince Agnelli, uh, Donald Jeffries, uh, you know, a couple other people, I guess, and explain where we went wrong and the turns, the twists and turns that bent us all out of shape. And what you and John Henry just said reminded me of that, their plan uh, for that, uh, that their documentary series, uh, to see where everyone went wrong and how we were able to let, you know, jerks and evil people uh, run the show, you know, just by being uh, a blinded uh, 
populace, basically. You, know, you know what's wild about it, though, Graves? Is you just use a word that I think it, it just it's so telling. Show. It's all a fucking show. Oh, yeah. Big part. It's all a fucking show, man. That's it's a Jewish Carl fabrication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jewish Carl instead of beautiful. Like, he says, I'm here for the show. I'm like, and if you're born in America, you got a front row seat. That's mm-hmm. 100% accurate, man. That's all it is, is one big fucking show. Insane. It definitely feels orchestrated. And then when you have, you know, articles like, you know, this, uh, just going over the um, documents being released Sorry, now that form. No, it's okay. But it's just like you can imagine, folks, thousands upon thousands of documents being released as part of this act. And then the government says that because of sources and methods and things of that nature, right? We were talking about the intelligence agencies and their connections to this. Is no that, one's still alive right now. They're not protecting uh, assets. What they're doing is protecting an institution yes. that should have been shattered into a thousand pieces. Absolutely correct, sir. 100%. Yes. You know, so like when, when we have that out, like what type of sources and methods could they be protecting? <laughs> you know, like what what is it? it or, this is the same organization that's responsible for mass murder of yeah. uh, countless uh, millions. I, I'm not even exaggerating when I say millions, like Operation Phoenix during Vietnam and everything, the, uh, the what was it, the kill schools in uh, South America, um, assassinating democratically elected leaders all over the world. Oh, basically, folks, if, if, if you watch like Black Widow stuff, you know, our, our government was was That's doing not that. Too far off. <laughs> yeah, it's not too far off, really. Along with the Hydra thing, I'm finding uh, as a, I'm finding that the Hydra thing is a lot more accurate to life than anything in Marvel comics I've ever seen. Almost so, it's like the octopus, almost like the whole Hydra design. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that was. Um, I think that was purposeful. And, and one of the things too, like discussing those documents though, imagine going through Grace, like you go through a lot of articles and like you, you do a lot of research yeah, to have many. to like a B two different documents of, of, you know, it's the same release, right? Where it's like, you have a, uh, you have document a that has five paragraphs. You have document B that's also the copy of that, that has five paragraphs. And there's only a sliver of that that's unredacted now. And that's the difference. Like that's well, how small the, and minute of a change is, you know, that, that this stuff could be in these releases. So, well, you know what else the FBI got away with for years and years? Um, they were forced to release documents, right? And what their tactic would be, well, they would literally uh, put it through the printing machine over and over again, or the Xerox machine rather. So much so that even. Uh, unredacted you still couldn't read what was on the thing and actually it reminds me of the columbine case the eleven thousand pages that i actually uh went through down that rabbit hole they did jefferson county did uh, took a page right out of the fbi's book basically and xeroxed the crap out of a lot of pretty crucial documents and witness statements wow yeah i mean that that's the xerox trick I was thinking of uh, the movie Scrooged when you mentioned that where, Classic. yeah, they're having the holiday office, you know, the, the office party and the butt, the butt is on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever done that. John Henry, have you, have you ever uh, scanned your anus into the, into the copying machine? No comment. 
All right. All right. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> Just my coin purse. <laughs> Actually, Lisa, well, let's hear from you. What do you think about this giant document drop? Are you still with us there, Lisa? Yeah, Lisa, from a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm enjoying the con. <laughs> well, as far as, you know, it's called cover up. It's called devil is in the details. So actually, the, uh, things were more were revealed more so prior. Right. So I think that's uh, what Chuck is going to be able to show us is that is that the revelations occurred uh, long ago. And now it's it's, you know, just the game. You know, I mean, Chris, you said something like, so who, who did you say was forced to provide documents? Really forced? I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's a, the uh, Fox. Well, the FBI the over, over the mean, course of it's the, all, it's, it's all over. over the course of its history, you know, every now and then, you know, a court here or there that is, you know, for some reason is able to actually carry out the law. Uh, briefly. No, 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 uh, no. They pretend to carry. Oh, are they pretend? Yeah, that. it could be that, okay. that situation we're, too. We're gonna, we're gonna make. Oh yes, we're forcing you to. And and yeah. Oh. I no, mean, but what I'm saying is they'll 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 unredact like documents, right? But they have these tactics that are sneaky. What they want, but they do it though for for not because they were forced to, because they're carrying out. <laughs> another psyop it's not it's it's not well, because they were actually forced to well you want to know something well you know you, i think you're on to something there lisa but you know what it's actually telling I, I found a document a long time ago that i don't know how it escaped the dallas uh police department but it actually went into detail about how um lee harvey oswald um you know the backstory on that you know how there was a general that claimed that Lee Harvey shot at his house and it was like an assassination attempt on like, a, you know, a general in the spring of 1963. Yeah, I remember like that. The bullet like supposedly like he was yes. sitting at the dining room table and the bullet like whizzed past his like one shoulder or something you know and went it. into the wall. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, you know that tale. Mm -hmm. Well, this document went on to say that uh, and it, the, the guy's name escapes me right now, but this uh, he was a general or he was a higher ups, um, I think, in the military, I believe. And it was actually a document that this guy, um, like a report saying that Lee, he believed that Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, that John F. Kennedy actually knew Lee Harvey Oswald at a certain point and that his assassination attempt on, on him, this general guy, uh, was part of like a revenge scheme. And he cited some other witnesses that backed up the fact that JFK actually may have known Lee Harvey Oswald at a certain point and that Lee Harvey Oswald was actually a supporter of John F. Kennedy in that document. I, I couldn't believe what I was reading, you know. Wouldn't that anyway, be wild? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's that my got, that got out somehow, you know. Well, here's here's my conspiratorial so uh, to, speculation for for this subject. Um, I'm gonna throw it out here. I, I think that Oswald was was if you know if he was part of any type of operation that he was picked up and briefed beforehand. That there was some type of they had to have some type of yeah. meeting with him or some type of way that they that whomever orchestrated this right would have to have gotten with him 
and explain to him what the plan was going to be. And then I think the plan changed. No, you're right. You're completely right. His handler was a man by the name of George de Mornshield, who coincidentally was uh, very, very, very close friends with George H.W. Bush at the time. And later on, when George de Mornshield was uh, summoned to testify uh, before the House Select Committee on Assassinations, that was basically when they uh, they reopened it brief- briefly the, you know, after the Warren Commission. This was in 1978. It was an attempt. It was basically a, a psyop. Basically, it was meant to go really nowhere. Um, but they were the whole purpose of the House Select Committee on Assassinations was to reopen the Martin Luther King assassination and John F. Kennedy's assassination. And there were rumors at one point that they were going to include RFK's assassination, but they didn't get quite there. But what had happened was George de Mornshield was subpoenaed to testify uh, because he was uh, um, he. George Mornfield, not only being the handler for Lee Harvey Oswald, he actually got Lee Harvey Oswald the job at the Texas School Book Depository um, weeks before the assassination. Um, what had happened was he wrote to uh, George H.W. Bush in, in around that time asking for help because he was scared. Uh, he was scared for his life uh, that if he had testified, uh, you know, he would be killed. And wouldn't you know it, kind of like the January 6th sergeant at arms, George de Mortenshield apparently uh, shot himself with a rifle uh, right before he was supposed to testify. And they found George H.W. Bush's uh, personal phone number in his pocket. And keep in mind, at this time, George Poppy Bush was the head of the CIA at this point. And he tried to claim that, yeah, I, I knew him back in the day, but uh, George DeMornshield had his personal phone number in his pocket and he was reaching out for some kind of help to get out of this uh, testifying thing. So you're right, Six, when you say that he was briefed and everything. He was told to go to the Texas School Book Deposit. No, no, excuse me. He was told to go to the Texas Movie Theater to await further instructions from his handler, George DeMornshield. But George never showed up. And it was a setup. And that's why he kept saying, I'm a patsy, you know, in the police station and everything. Here's the thing. There's a lot of evidence, including uh, uh, Jesse Ventura's book, uh, American conspiracies. It goes into there's a chapter on uh, JFK, and he was able to unearth uh, with I believe David Wayne, who uh, might actually be able to come on this very podcast uh, in the future. That'd be awesome. He was his co-writer. Um, in that chapter, they have a lot of evidence that shows that Lee Harvey was actually a part. He was supposed to infiltrate that group with Jack. They you know, the group uh, with. You know, um, uh, Jack Ruby and yeah, uh, the, the names are escaping me. But the, the remember the the whole Bay of Pigs fiasco. Remember in the movie, you had Joe Pesci with the uh, you know he had the crazy eyebrows and everything, and all the names. I, I'm actually uh, I'm actually uh, ashamed right now because I, I know all the, the names. dirty dozen. That group he was supposed to infiltrate, and actually he was a part of. Um, a team that was supposed to uh, prevent an assassination attempt in Dallas. And here's the thing. They were actually 
other plots and other patsies, uh, including a guy named Thomas Arthur Valley, um, that was basically like a right wing version of Oswald, you know, the lone nut and everything. Uh, that was part of the Chicago plot that was weeks before Dallas. And there was another one in Miami, and they had an actual Cuban patsy all set up too, with all the. Uh, you know, actual shooters, you know, they had everything set up and it was a, a, a similar thing where in Chicago, the it was almost like a Dealey Plaza type scenario. It would be a high rise building, you know, uh, Thomas Arthur Valley, another three named Lone Nut was groomed to be, you know, the fall guy. But basically what happened, and you know what's actually creepy is that when Thomas Arthur Valley got pulled over for, uh, I forget what it had happened, he got pulled over and got a ticket and everything, and the car that he was driving was registered to a, oh, here it is, a Lee Harvey Oswald. Isn't that creepy? Wow. But here's the thing. In that Chicago plot, the reason why that one was called off was because an informant actually called the Secret Service um, a, a guy that left his name, and it was a guy by the name of Lee, he said that the president is in danger there. So a lot of people speculate that that Lee was, in fact, Lee Harvey Oswald, and that there's other evidence to show that even Marina, his uh, widow, said that Lee Harvey Oswald had a lot of respect for John F. Kennedy and that, you know, he was possibly a part of a... Uh, a team that was supposed to infiltrate that other group and prevent uh, JFK from being killed in Dallas. But uh, obviously, you know. I'm just trying to think for you that reference that you were trying to come up with there, Grace. David Ferry was the guy that Joe Pesci played. Like that whole group with the, you know, Clay Shaw, you know, Tommy Lee Jones in the movie too, Clay Shaw, who was actually Clay Bertram. Oh, so you're talking about, yeah, the JFK, that the group inside of JFK, what they were called. They weren't called the Dirty Dozen. I'm trying to think. That, that's oh, another the, movie. Oh, the Dirty Dozen was a movie with <laughs> Lee Marvin and uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you were on to something, though. He was definitely, he had, he was briefed, and if, if people can check it out. Uh, he, this was even before Hidden History came out. It was on Skyhorse, actually, the same uh, label. Yeah, Jesse Ventura was able to unearth uh, documentation showing that, Lee Harvey Oswald was a, por- a part of a, an abort team uh, to prevent the assassination. And it was Edwin yeah. Walker, apparently. That Edwin was the retired Walker. army general yes. and anti-communist. Uh, I have that you. according to the Washington Post. So let me do a screen You're share. You're playing my part. Right Isn't that weird? It's all right. That's what we do here on the no, show. That's, that. what, no. that's what's been really fun about the live streams lately is that yeah. we all get to get come together and think of things like this and bring it up live uh, for people to check yeah. out. And I attach things to the source list each week that we come up with. So well, but, you uh, know something? I'll give you this one last little nugget that really baffled me. And I actually brought it up to Donald for a Hidden History 3. And for some reason, he just didn't seem to be interested or whatever, for whatever reason. Um I found it very interesting. You know, George DeMornfield, who was not only Lee Harvey's handler, but also George H.W. Bush's like best bestie back in 1963. Hmm. Guess what? Also, George DeMornfield was known for. I found this very, very strange. He actually dated Jackie Kennedy's mother when Jackie Kennedy was a little girl and would go over to uh, the Bouvier house or whatever and bounce little Jackie on his knee. 
That's what I remember you bringing that, that up in one of our conversations too. That 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 type. What of, are the odds, six? Ooh, that really close connection and everything too. And, and like that's the kind of thing. The that's, wife that's in the car when JFK's head explodes was being bounced on the knee of Lee Harvey Oswald's handler slash the future president uh, George H W Bush, who was actually having breakfast with the, one of the Bin Ladens on 9-11. All these connections, six, you know, history is all connected. Well, that's the important part about what we do here with that, though, is that through these conversations, we uncover a lot of that history again, because it's stuff that pops into like memories like yours, memories of friends like ours, like Chuck O'Jelly or Donald Jeffries. And I'm really glad that you brought up, uh, you know, the, the stuff that Donald Jeffries has been working on, too, because I know that you've been working diligently to try and get our friend Donald on to uh, a few different shows and podcasts that might give him a bigger platform to to talk about his work. Uh, do you do you mind discussing any of that? What you're what you're trying to get? Well, him on? basically, instead of getting sleep last night after uh, <laughs> after uh, observing your awesome vocal talents uh, for the Get Mad with Chris Graves X Misspectacular, thank you by the way. Oh, no problem, it. man. That was a blast, dude. We're gonna have so I much actually, fun. <laughs> I actually ended up um, doing what I used to do uh, for Mister Jeffries because he's my friend and I really believe in his cause and his work. I basically was able to tag a whole bunch of us, you know, us misfits in this uh, little community we have that's very nice and refreshing and basically try to get it out there so that Donald finally gets on Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram. Uh, I threw in Abby Martin just for good measure and Ben Swan, uh, this investigative reporter that's, you know, goes into conspiracy type stuff. And there was another name too, I believe. Oh, Robert Kennedy Jr. himself, um, who Donald's been trying to contact because they have, they're on the same, you know, book label. So, and we have our thoughts about why maybe uh, Bobby Jr. may not want to team up with Donald just based on things that were in hidden history or whatever, you know, um, which is unfortunate because uh, Donald was right there when, you know, questioning the, the pandemic, like right from the start, kind of like uh, Bobby was, you know. So they have a lot to talk about. And now Bobby came out after um, the other day, actually, he came out and praised uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, report um, on his uncle's assassination. And basically saying that the CIA was responsible based on, you know, unfortunately, unnamed sources, but he seemed pretty adamant. So, uh, yeah. So I've been trying to uh, go back to get Donald on uh, some of these bigger name shows just because, uh, you know, he's been ignored for far too long. I mean, at one point he was on shows like uh, Off the Grid with Jesse Ventura when he was on Aura TV and even Sean Stone, uh, who I was actually able to get um Earlier this year, I was able to. Jesse uh, Ventura is an asshole. Merry Christmas. No, I was waiting. I was waiting. I don't care. I still love what Jesse did. He he got the word out as much as he could. (laughs) Anyway. I was I'd able be, to reconnect. I'd be drunk by now if it were, if it were a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean Stone, uh, Oliver Stone's son, um, actually had uh, our friend Donald on his show, watching the Hawks um, on RT back when there was an RT America before they shut it down. 
and he was on there, I think, a couple times, too. So I was able to reconnect Sean with um, I, I reached out to Sean and uh, got Sean on I protest earlier this year. And unfortunately, that was an episode of I protest where the technology was not on our side. And most of it, you know, was crap because uh, Donald's uh, feed kept cutting in and out. And Sean was nice and patient and everything. But, you know, it, it could have been a lot more. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Sean would want to come back based on that. But, yeah, that was kind of thrilling just because, uh, you know, you know, they had a relationship at one point because uh, even Sean uh, had a copy of the simulators, which is Donald's uh, one of Donald's other unpublished uh, novels that I was trying to get something done at when I was out in California with a couple of people I know that actually work at Netflix, but nothing came came of it. But I don't know. We're going off on a tangent here, uh, six. But you know, JFK. Uh, what's everyone else's thoughts on on uh, the document dumps and uh, Tucker's thing. Why was Tucker allowed to? Because uh, we know anyone in the media that has any. Oh, that's of, um, the question. I, I know Lisa know has something to say about today. that too, uh, for sure. <laughs> I want to hear somebody's that, answer. You're not allowed to. He was allowed to put that report out because it has to go through a couple of hands first. And, and ombudsman, editors. Yeah, there's a there's Go a whole, and tell Pro mm-hmm. is still a thing, people. So why was he allowed, kind of like with the UFOs in the Pentagon, why was he allowed to basically out the CIA? What is the agenda here is what I've been trying to figure out. Well, it's like what many of us are going to have after the Christmas holiday, eating all the pumpkin roll Christmas cookies and everything else is we're going to have a limited hangout, right? <laughs> yeah, and the tainted mistletoe. That makes you a crip. <laughs> we're going to have some limited hangouts going on yeah. over our belt over our belt loops for sure. Uh, that's uh, disgusting. But, uh, no, but when you You're think sick. about it, that, yeah. yeah Having having the um, having the gall to come out. There's an agenda there somewhere. I don't yeah. know what it is. Though. Well, here's my thing too: is that what if you it's? You don't know what it is, really, really. <laughs> Go on, Lisa. No, I, I'm actually baffled because he's he was allowed. He was. Actually, I'm not kidding. He was allowed to do yeah. that report. Lisa, let's hear it. Yeah, please. I'm interested. Okay. Well, here it is. Uh, it's to cause more divis- divisiveness across this. Oh, that's right. They want people to get riled up. Okay. They want martial law here. Okay. They are trying to stir it up. Yeah, but Lisa, I, get a be- I have a better work. example. Just come clean with the 9 11 attacks, and that'll really cause some strife. Not JFK. Well, you know? But genuinely, guys, would it? I, don't I think see 9-11 possible. Even Putin. Our own government killed a democratically elected president. Yeah, well, that, that proved that they could um, do it. Is everybody that. just so fucking dumbed down they are. and medicated at this point? Unfortunately, yeah. That it just doesn't. I mean, it, it to me, like, Hillary Clinton could cut somebody's fucking throat on live television, and I don't think anybody would care. Or Except for the people that, that we care about already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, people like us, people that listen to the shows, right? right? Like-minded, like nobody else. The general populace, they don't fucking care. The NGO-funded left would have yes. bumper stickers, John Henry, that says, "Oh, her throat cuttings." Oh yeah, she would sell them. 
Well, she was so. They're busy mutilating children, so they don't give a shit. Yeah, crap about that. Um, I was going to say that. It's the land of the walking dead, man. Graves will like this. She'll put out hats that say frazzle drip. Ha ha. Yeah. Why would I like that? That's goosebumps. Oh, you understand well, know what I'm talking about. It's a child. It's fine. face. That's like Leatherface stuff. Allegedly. It is Leatherface stuff. Um, Allegedly. I was yeah, say, I want $2 trillion in a court of law. <laughs> a really powerful thing about somebody of Tucker Carlson's position going on national television like that and saying the things that he said, there is so much misdirection that can happen from that. Like him coming out and pointing a finger in a particular direction, leading the rest of the media and our attention in a particular direction is the the biggest impact of all. Because it's just like when you talk about the reaction to someone like well, a Hillary Clinton or, look here. or 9-11. Don't look, at the, don't look at the Carrie Lake lawsuit. Don't mm-hmm. look at fucking the omnibus spending bill that's going to devastate our economy even more so. Don't look over here, guys. So is that what it was? Was it the great misdirect? Yeah. I mean, shout out BT, man. Yeah. Shout out BT, man. Um, Not yeah. mutually exclusive. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, but they need all the above. Plus, yeah. So I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so much going on. The blood clots, everything. Well, how many alien releases have they had? You know, that have come out at similar either. times, you know, at, as the and Tucker Carlson <laughs> like, has covered those too. Like there's, hey, there's a connection are real, there as well. And the government killed JFK. Yeah. Ah, you know what? Britney Griner's back. Yeah. Oh, we got Chris. Uh, so you know with, what? I'll, uh, give, I'll, give, I'll give Tucker this. He actually questioned the Vegas shooting uh, more than any other people did, too. He yeah, actually he brought up the fact that there were other suspects that were about to be arraigned. And then FBI and the Vegas PD just shut the book and everyone forgot about it. Oh, Grace, well, you just sent this uh, from well, USA Today. Wanna... This is from October yeah. 27th. Um, this is Russian born, Russian born oil man, a real international man of mystery, a vivid presence in JFK files. Ooh, what's this about, Grace? Is this is uh says within days after President John F. Kennedy was assassinated on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, the CIA's man in Dallas received a call from a friend who said he met Lee Harvey Oswald at a social function the previous January. You don't say. You mean they were on the radar, John Henry? Isn't that the meme? (laughs) Oh, they already knew about this guy somehow before all these crazy things happen. Such a coincidence. Thank you, Grace, for sharing this article. And I'm going to mark this. No, but it goes into more. It goes into what I was just saying. George H.W. Bush and George DeMornshield and Lee Harvey Oswald as he was the handler. Wow. And look, it goes into what I said. The letter that George DeMornshield wrote to George asking for help. Because he was the, the head of the CIA in 1975, trying to get out of uh, testifying before the House Select Committee. Yeah, and in front of Jacqueline Kennedy's parents. Yeah, the, the boot. Yeah, I brought that up. And this is actually right here, too. New York Times actually brought up the fact that George Shield was dating Jackie Kennedy's mother. Here, here's another tell here. A notorious womanizer. Yeah. Uh, isn't that like, is that a prerequisite for this type of work? Is that they always snag the creepiest fucking dudes <laughs> to, to be well, part of these operations, the right? Yeah, it's part of the, kind of like the Epstein thing, only on a base level where it's just you yeah, know cheating, the most compromised. Wrong. You can use all sorts of dirt against them because they've been stooping all kinds of 
crazy people Whoa. probably and stuff like that right like you have, you have black and race? white photos from back in the day of like guess what we got you with so, such and such as wife so you better carry out this operation for us isn't that how like that type of influence you know works on people yeah and if it doesn't then that's when they get into the real sick stuff like snuff and child uh, yep. stuff and, yep oh man fortunately that's kind of how our world works people and I know it makes you sick to your stomach, but the more you wake up to it now, you know, it's possible that maybe we can do something about it. And here's the Hydra thing. Right. And also that he was he was rejected by the wartime office. Yeah, for sure. Rejected. Right. By the OSS, Uh, you know, the Office of Strategic Services, which is the previous CIA before the CIA. Right. He was allegedly allegedly rejected. I'm saying because of his Nazi sympathies, because right. like when you when you study the octopus, the Hydra, like all those Nazis, they became part of our institutions like they were part of our institutions. And in fact, before the Nazis were the Nazis over here in America, this is one of the things that uh, Glenn Beck had brought to my attention years ago and uh, yep. the work of Adam Curtis and, and other documentarians and pointing out that the early 20th century progressives and even the late 19th century, you know, uh, types of progressives like that's the this is the part where all this like eugenics and really nasty corporatist socialist types of philosophies started. Like this is where it all came from. And a lot of it was spurred on by us here in America too. But well, a lot of people don't remember, don't are not privy to this, but Prescott Bush, who was George W. Bush's grandfather, you know, a poppy, you know, H W Bush's father Mm -hmm. was, uh, a part of um, propping up Hitler in Nazi Germany through uh, there you go investments with uh, the German steel companies, and so much so that Prescott was actually almost brought up on charges with the uh, Trading with the Enemy Act, but that was uh, quickly swept under the rug. So that family, the Bush family, had a lot of power. Wow! And here's yeah. another uh, coincidence too, if you will, John Henry. You'll like this. In December of 1963. He surfaced in Haiti. Oh, hasn't that country had a lot of uh, very legitimate country? No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the Clinton Foundation after the earthquake, I believe uh, there were a lot of children that went missing. Child trafficking. And actually, one of uh, Bill and Hillary's assistants or one of their partners actually got caught red handed with, like, I think a handful of uh, these orphans. And it's a pretty vivid uh, description there, buddy. Handful no, of I remember reading it because it was so out just there that you said a handful of orphans. You, uh, you, just imagining them all with like the little fuckers. tin cups and stuff, begging for change. Sick fuckers, man. Well, what well, all that? Well, she actually it was a woman, and she actually got arrested, and all she had to do was make a call to a certain William Jefferson Clinton. Let's go off the rails for a second. And he got her out. Good question for everybody. Need everybody's answer. Ew. Lisa, you paying attention? It's for you too. Genuine opinion. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I just wait, wait. I just off the rails. I, I just sent uh, in the DM to uh, six. All right, <laughs> we have to get okay. DJT in this just, one. I want to know everybody's, everybody's legitimate response here. Really, what's your opinion is? Okay. Will the Clintons ever be held to account for their actions? No. The end. No. Okay. No. They're protected. Lisa? Yeah. When hell freezes over. 
So no. Fuck. <laughs> I wish we didn't all agree. I was hoping somebody no, had something. The same people that protected the Bush family yeah. protected the Clintons as well. God, it's so blatant. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what your what your acceptance of like some sort of justice is. Because at, at, at this at this point, no, yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But the FBI and, did nothing. She bleached how many count like thousands of emails. And yeah, nothing. listen, man, I smash all my phones with hammers all the time. Like, let's not all be ridiculous. <laughs> what? Yeah, every time I get a new phone, I just smash my old one with a hammer. You don't do that, too? No, I usually throw it in the neighbor's yard or something, you know, see if it'll grow a tree or something. (laughs) Like, that's not dog poop. That's a phone. (laughs) That's a phone. Holy (laughs) tomatoes, Steve. Anyway. but um, Oh, yeah, and George DeMarcio, by the way, also was good friends with Abraham Zapruder and worked with his wife at the dress shop. So oh, you telling me the guy with the, the most, it, not the, the only angle, angle right? Because oh, we yeah. don't want to mistakenly say that the, the Zapruder film one. was the only angle, mm. but the, the main that angle that everybody on. knows of. The one oh, featured yeah. in, famously in the JFK, you know. What, you think uh, multiple people are going to be filming a presidential parade? Stop it. <laughs> well, coincidentally, uh, the press car was usually supposed to be right behind the presidential limousine. Mm. But that but just so happens they wanted to push the press car uh, like five back. So that's getting that something. Isn't that Lisa. Lisa, you were about to say something about DJT. What do you got? DJT? Oh, no. I just uh, sent a, a link to a, a Newsweek article. Oh, about how my about, hair is you know, <laughs> It all goes back to Cuba, doesn't it? And uh, Ted Cruz there. <laughs> oh, no. I oh speaking of which, Ted Cruz, that piece of shit. You see, he didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trump was like, yeah. Go, go, Lisa. Go, go, go. He didn't. <laughs> He what? didn't vote on that friggin' omnibus bill. What? Okay, you think by not saying uh, that that vote is a saying, vote? Yeah, you piece of shit. Agreed. If you think that you're gonna be ever running for yeah, president, yeah. give me yeah. get him, okay? Lisa. Go back to Cuba. Very scared. <laughs> Go back him, to Cuba. I like that one. But I mean, uh, Lisa brings up uh, a good point there when it comes to holding people to account. Right. That um, justice is an emotional satisfaction. Like our, uh, what we no, may deem Avengers. justice or put. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, dig two graves. Right. Mr. Graves. Hey, it's Chris Graves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when, it, when it comes to justice, like, I mean, justice could be throwing somebody in prison. Justice could be, you know, gallows. Right. But, you know, when it comes to institutions and institutional people and characters like the Clintons, um, we've yeah. rarely seen in history anything outside of like uh, Gaddafi being uh, treated to some uh, proctal uh, assistance uh, by his people <laughs> in the streets. But even that kind of stuff is sort of orchestrated by, you know, the CIA and other intelligence agencies okay. to happen. So, I mean, yeah. I think if, if it does happen, if there is a quote unquote justice to be done to the people in these institutions, I think it'll be uh, handed to us as sort of red meat to the lines to keep us at bay, as opposed to um, really satisfying any sense of duty to us or, you know, any type of legitimate um you know, process that's, that's going to be take that, that will take place. Like there won't be a trial and all of a sudden Hillary Clinton's in jail. I don't see it that way. Um, if our country collapses, right? Like if we have like a mass, um, you know, like the 
depression or um, Weimar Republic, you know, type of situation, you know, like we, like what we saw in Venezuela and places like that too more recently. If we have that kind of thing going on and it's madness in the streets, um, I think that whoever is filling the power vacuum may offer something like that to us as like a, a token. Like, oh, here, folks, I'm on your side by doing this for you, but I still wouldn't trust the people bringing them to justice. It has to be it has to come from us like it has to come from the people. And I think the best way to do that is and and this is something that our friend Vince Agnali brings up in his book, The Public Wheel and You, is that I think that the the biggest uh, type of justice that we can have with those institutions is by robbing them of their power so they can never do this shit to us again. Like walking, walking away from Amen. the system in a sense where you don't allow another Hillary Clinton to exist because her position in the institution that you allow to exist in your country, yes, your country, this is ours, uh, this is the people's country, that the institutions that we allow to exist allow people like Hillary Clinton to thrive. And if we remove those seats of power and we put conditions on those seats of power that we're allowed to just step in and say, hey, you're doing a really shit job, Hillary Clinton, you're gone. Like that, that, we don't get a chance to do that. They say that we get a chance to do that through voting, but that's not that's not a proper means. And we've seen how that could be co-opted and used against us. Um, but you brought up speaking of mm-hmm. uh, elections being co-opted and used against us. This is the article, Lisa, that you had brought up um, in the chat. So this is uh, from Time magazine, Donald Trump and the truth about Lee Harvey Oswald and Cuba. Uh, so I have that bookmarked for this week's source list, too. But um, you were about to say something, Lisa. Yeah, no, I forget. It's okay. It's okay. No, I, yes. Yes, Chris. I have a, there's a, Oh, I know what I want to say. Wait. Okay. <laughs> Wait, stop. Because I don't want to forget again. See, it's all... It, what Vince... What Vince... People need to get his book, okay? Please, yes. get Vince Agnelli's book. What's it called? The one Public more time? Wheel in You. Yeah, W-E-A-L. The Public Wheel in in you and, and what's it's about the, what's the how of like, we need to make no. our own we need to make our own system okay it, it, it's about how we can peacefully okay peacefully peaceably mm-hmm. be able to uh be able to create this for lack of a better phrasing probably parallel or alternative universe right we got to get out of the system we cannot fix this broken system yeah, and it's it's really it's it's a framework that's been in existence since the founding of this country too, like before the founding of this country actually. Um, so it's it's yes, something it was that, broken beforehand. Yeah, and that's why, like, if you imagine, like, you built your house on an unsteady foundation to begin with, no matter how fancy you make that house, you can put in new flooring, you can put in a new kitchen, fancy new bathroom. That's all great, but if the foundation was built on bullshit, it, it's it's not going to be a stable, you know structure to to live in regardless of how nice that it may appear so everything we've been doing since 1776 till now um, has been built upon a system that's not going to be able to correct itself for us it's not going to be able to step in and say hey i'm a corrupt system therefore i'm going to change my ways and get right it doesn't have that type of personality right it's 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 a lifeless thing so it, it's something that you have to create. It's just like creating a circuit or creating a program or, 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 or doing any, or even putting piecing together like a song or a story or a movie. Like it has to have a structure to it that makes sense, that's coherent. 
And if you have a structure that allows the the rich and powerful or the people to hold the most amount of influence, rather by controlling the means of production, that's how you see so much corporatism in our culture, that if you allow those sort of things to creep in and take control over the will of the people or the public wheel, as Vince puts it, that's why we're in the position that we are now. There's no other reason for that, because we by now the people would have stepped in and, yeah. and stopped this. And Merry Christmas to all of you. Oh I present God. to you folks, Whoa! our good friend, yeah. Gary McBride from N5 News. Out of the shadows. <laughs> Gary. Back on the show, baby. Glad to have him now here. That's a Christmas gift. It is. Gary, how you feeling, my friend? Can you hear me? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. You're coming in nice and clear, man. Sounding good. Sounding good. Well, I'm a little bloated, but other than that, I'm bloated. Why would I change and be early instead of just be late as always? We're just happy you're here. Absolutely. Early, late. John Henry. What's up, Lisa? What's up, brother? My buddy Chris. Wow. And Gary, you get to be live <laughs> with us too. That's even more exciting, man. You're on the f- uh, your first live broadcast of the new prisoners here. So, and Chris Graves, I'm I'm marking all of these uh, links that you sent to the Brave Chat for the source list. By the way, just so you know, they're not going to waste. So, I'll, well, and I probably ought to send something over your way also, since it's freezing here and the wind's blowing like crazy, and the internet isn't actually cooperating oh boy <laughs> so yeah you know how it is well hey, six before we get off this uh totally can you just open up one of the links it's the texas history one okay the and third one from the bottom just um, third one from the bottom texas history gotcha yeah All it kind of right. touches back on uh what i was saying before uh you got a great announcer voice. Would you be able to just read that real quick? Because uh, I'm a schmuck and I can't speak. So you want me to read the letter? Yeah, if you could. Just it kind of like um, explains to the people what I was talking about with General Walker. And thank God you, you found his name because I couldn't remember. Okay. So folks out there, this is, um, it's, it says, Letter to Dallas Police Department from Edwin A. Walker. And this is from November, what, 1991? Page 106. Wow. It says, no, that's in the Dallas Police uh, files. The, the Dallas from, Police files. Okay. Yeah, this was from 1963 that General Walker wrote this letter. Okay. Okay. All right. So the letter says, a common assassin with a dead president, commander in chief, is a ugly experience since 1963. The president went to Dallas knowing and protecting his November assassin, Lee H. Oswald, from prosecution for his April crime attempted assassination of the former general working at his desk in his Dallas home, 9 p.m. April 10th. The Kennedy protection included an early morning secret release of the prime suspect, Lee H. Oswald, from Dallas police custody on Kennedy orders April 11th. This is mind-blowing, man. The president did not live to know that he knew his assassin, but everyone else lived to know that he did, and that his assassin could not be prosecuted for the November crime because of his Kennedy protection from prosecution for his April crime. The law does not provide for protection and prosecution at the same time. Only by the election of a new government 
Wow, it's funny how we were just talking about that. Could the protection be eliminated? The common assassin was dead within 48 hours, Friday to Sunday. You're welcome, November folks. 1991, Edwin A. Walker, Dallas. <laughs> I had under, no, really, that took me a while to unearth. And the, it's it, titled 1991. Me, it says November. Well, yeah. well it's because it's in the Dallas uh, Police wow, Department file. But this is this goes along with just exactly because if you think about it, folks, like how are you going to have such a coordinated effort if one existed without even having a fucking meeting first? Like you got to have you at least have to have contact like phone calls are good, right? They had phone calls back then. They had Western Union telegrams and shit, but they didn't even have cell phones to coordinate this. back then. It's not like they could all get on a chat room. Let's <laughs> right? back up what I was saying before, though, that about what Jesse Ventura unearthed about how Oswald was possibly on an abort uh, assassination abort team. Um, if JFK were ordered to have <laughs> Lee Harvey, that means he was aware of who he was, and Lee Harvey. You know what I mean? Like, well, and and this is the thing leading to what we were talking about with JFK wanting to shatter the CIA into a thousand different pieces. So, so I what, mean, was that like a, pre, I mean, a presidential pardon? My mind's pretty fucking blown right now. So what if you found out that a, somebody like Lee Harvey Oswald was being programmed to do this? And would you pardon him? Would you like, it's kind of like the Winter Soldier scenario in the Captain America movies, right? When Bucky gets taken in by uh, Hydra and he's programmed to kill. It's not his will. It's not his will. It's exactly. not so is this where he's a... Uh, fuck, I hate to say but this. Worse, Please don't hold us against me, everybody. It's okay. Uh, that really he was a victim? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Some people I mean, I hate to use that verbiage. But, you know, some people think that he was even a hero because uh, there was a Lee that had a tip uh, that made it so that the Chicago plot a couple weeks prior didn't go off. And, Can you uh, uh, expand on that a little bit, Greg? Okay, here's the, yeah, it's fascinating. It's one of the, the lesser known things about uh, this whole, the whole JFK assassination in general. There were multiple plots that mirrored, almost mirrored in, in terms of location, Patsy, uh, setup, situation. The uh, parade route was similar to a Dealey Plaza setup, Texas School Book Depository type setup. Um, the most famous of these, uh, and when I say famous, uh, you know, among researchers, I guess, because the, the public doesn't really know this, but this, this actually points to... Uh, a conspiracy more than anything in my mind. There was another designated Patsy with three names, Thomas Arthur Valley, that I've been researching for a long time. He was um, actually in the, he was actually in the Marines, I believe around the same time that Lee Harvey Oswald was. And he was driving a car that was registered to Lee Harvey Oswald. And this was in Chicago. It's called the Chicago plot. JFK was supposed to go and watch uh, like a a football game in Chicago around uh, in October. And what was going to happen was when they were coming, but when the motorcade was coming back from the stadium, in Chicago, they were going to go downtown Chicago, where it was almost like a, it was basically like a, a Dealey Plaza like setup, where the the plan was to have all the shooters in, like in 
you know, high locations or whatever. Not Thomas Arthur Valley himself. He like keep in mind he was supposed to be the designated patsy that had a, a paper trail, basically like Lee Harvey with his weapons and everything. It was the same thing. Only Thomas Arthur Valley um, ended up getting arrested uh, for like a lesser charge. I forget exactly what it was. But the thing that made uh, Kennedy not go to Chicago was a tip to the uh, Chicago Secret Service office um, by a, a guy named Lee. He left his name as Lee. A lot of people speculate that that could be, in fact, Lee Harvey Oswald. And here's the other thing. You know, the the, the African-American Secret Service that was just pardoned last year or earlier this year. No, it was last year by Joe Biden. Abraham Bolden. Oh. He like- actually was the one that got the tip from Lee and passed it on and got um, actually set up. Um, he got set up for passing along this tip. Very crucial tip that, that saved you know JFK's life for, uh, for a little bit longer at least. And Abraham Bolden got set up uh, for like theft charges or whatever and actually had to serve jail time. And that's what the pardon was all all about, which I always found to be very, very curious why Biden would pardon him, especially when Biden, just like Trump and all the other presidents before them, would always refuse to uh, go along and have the JFK documents released when they were supposed to. We've been going through this over and over again. But John Henry, there was actually a a Miami plot, too, where I can't remember the exact name, but they had a Cuban patsy all set up uh, for that plot. That got diverted, too. And I believe that was before, even before uh, the Chicago one. I think that was early October. The Chicago one was towards the end of October. What had happened was you can actually see more of this uh, information in Oliver Stone's new uh, JFK documentary. I think it's through the looking glass, I believe. I need to watch that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it goes all into that. And I always wanted to make a movie about Thomas Arthur Valley, the, the Patsy uh, would be assassin of JFK that never was just to follow his life after the fact is he's basically groomed from childhood, just like Lee Harvey. I feel like there is a school somewhere or a factory almost where they they make these McVeigh, Oswald, Muhammad Ada types for these ops. And they don't utilize most of them, obviously, but. I really do feel like they follow the same patterns. And, you know, Harvey Oswald actually had connections to the, the, uh, remember the UT University of Texas, uh, tower shooter. It was the famous, the first famous, like mass shooting where, you know, he was in the tower. I'm trying to remember. He had a famous name too. Anyway, he actually, uh, knew Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, through working at uh, a NASA branch in Houston, I believe. So it's all Charles Whitman. That was his name. And coincidentally, Charles Whitman, the tower shooter in 1966, he actually, uh, John Connolly, of all people, the other person that got uh, shot during the JFK assassination, he put together a special commission to prove that there was some kind of weird anomaly in Charles Whitman's brain 
And he, they were trying to push this whole thing where it was like a, a, a brain uh, cancer or something. And Connolly was behind that, which is very curious because uh, John, John and Nellie Connolly. We've seen some research on uh, serial killers' brains. Yes. That there's some type of deviation or some type of growth in a specific area that most people don't have. Right. Could all be bullshit. Well, God, the, this is like, can we go back? I just want to. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of information I'm throwing at you. Sorry. <laughs> but just to be clear, the guy in Chicago is driving the fucking car registered to Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. I'm going to find that documentation for the source list. But yeah, it was registered to a Lee Harvey Oswald. And that was Thomas Arthur Valley, the would-be patsy slash assassin that never was. He just faded off into history. I agree with you, man. I think there's like a fucking monster academy. They got the three names. It's a psychological thing. Mark David Chapman. We got John Wilkes Booth. Henry we Lee Lucas. James or, well, yeah, well, you could go with that. Yeah, Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah, we got the three Sounded names. Sounded good. I had to throw it in there. No, no, it's true. No, you're right. And sometimes with Sirhan, Sirhan, they will put his uh, middle name sometimes in the past. And then you had, of course, um, you had uh, James Earl Ray and... Uh, yeah, so I don't know. The only one that didn't really have the middle name was John Hinckley, I, I think. And they didn't really use McVeigh's middle name too much. But usually for a while there, it was a psychological thing where, you know, Mark David Chapman, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald, Thomas Arthur Valley. So we have all this stuff. And then there was also one other thing I wanted to mention that the Christchurch Star newspaper in New Zealand actually had Lee Harvey Oswald's whole biography, his arrest, everything before the bolo even went out for the suspect. And it was in New Zealand because Fletcher Prouty, Mr. X and Oliver Stone's uh, JFK movie played by Donald Sutherland. They actually touch upon that a little bit. A cover story was put out where Lee Harvey Oswald's whole biography was in a newspaper like halfway around the world before he was even arrested or a suspect. And there was also another guy that resembled Lee Harvey Oswald that worked in the Texas School Book Depository by the name of Billy Lovelady, who actually is, people like to say that there's a, there's a famous uh, photograph called the, you know, Alchins photograph, Alchins, um, and it basically shows a figure in the doorway that looks to be like Lee Harvey Oswald including his, his clothing from that day and everything, as the motorcade is passing right after the first shot is shot at JFK and he's grasping his neck. It's a famous photograph. People like to say that it's this Billy Lovelady character, but he ended up dying in a weird, mysterious way too before he could testify before the uh, 1978 House Select Committee on Assassinations too. And he was the... Lee Harvey Oswald lookalike, uh, one of many that were spotted around, but he actually worked in the building with Lee Harvey Oswald. John Henry, did you hey, send me something different here? Or did uh, I just, yeah, I sent you something here, which is interesting is, you know, um, while we're going through that, and I mentioned Henry Lee Lucas, uh, way back in the day, I did a lot of, um, cause I was really into psychology and um, did a lot of research on serial killers. Wow. And I just wanted to pull up something real quick as yeah. a background. And uh, 
I'm going to go ahead and just just read like this first thing about Henry Lee Lucas's origin story. If you don't know him, um, I believe he killed his wife, he killed his mother, two other people, and then his admitted from anywhere between 500 to 3,000 additional murders. Horrible, sick fuck. Movie really was based on him, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, played by Michael Rooker. Yeah. Um, oh, so you when go. you look at it, because uh, there's been some interviews with him, uh, it says, I hated all my life. I hated everybody. When I first grew up and can remember, I was dressed as a girl by my mother. Uh, and I stayed that way for two or three years. So. <laughs> Reminds me of the Who's uh, mini rock <laughs> opera, I'm a Boy. Well, you know, coincidentally, you know, something that's very curious about that is he was the only one that George W. Bush, as governor of Texas, actually commuted his sentence from uh, the death penalty to life in prison. Oh, yeah. Dave McGowan in Program to Kill goes all into this. And here's the thing. George W. Bush was known for sending everyone to the chair, including mentally <laughs> handicapped people and abused uh, you know, old ladies that were uh, killed their husbands in self-defense. He sent them to the chair. But this notorious wow. supposed 600 victim serial killer, he commuted his sentence. And there's also possible ties to uh, George W. Bush and a cult in uh, Texas in the 1980s before he was, quote unquote, born again, that had a one Henry Lee Lucas as one of its members as well. There's a lot of weird stuff with George W. Bush and Henry Lee Lucas. And Henry Lee Lucas was actually used as a cover for a lot of uh, murders because he was friends with the, the warden at the prison. And what the warden would do was he would actually give Henry the details of each cold case so that he could, so Henry could take credit for it in exchange for, you know, rewards or, you know, special privileges and everything. He, he took the fall for a lot of dirty cops, a lot of politicians, a lot of murders that he couldn't have possibly committed just based on the geography of all these victims. I looked into that extensively. It's fascinating. Graves, can I just say, I love that fucking brain of yours, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Has it made me any money where I can actually sustain a life? It uh, will. A it life will. It's kind of hey, no, check, check out my DM there, Chris, buddy. Check out my yeah, DM. Yeah, I see the middle okay? finger. Check out my DM. Yeah. <laughs> The middle well, finger. what do you guys think about all this? The Christchurch newspaper having Oswald's whole life story before he's even arrested. Here's here's an explanation for that. So there's something called the Five Eyes, right? It's it's an intelligence agency network between the United States, uh, Great Britain, uh, Canada, uh, Australia, and New Zealand. <laughs> what are the chances? What are the chances that Thomas Arthur Valley also had a cover story ready to go had the Chicago plot gone on? Mm. Pretty, pretty good, right? Pretty good chances before the Lee called in with a tip to Abraham Bolden wow. that basically saved JFK's life for a few more weeks at least. Okay, it looks like I just received something from a Gary McBride. Gary, we're going to have to switch uh, topics here to uh, get onto some J6 stuff so you can update everybody. In fact, uh, Gary, while I'm... Uh, Love you, Gary. Uh, and, uh, oh, so, 
while oh, I'm processing hey, this stuff, I, why don't you update everybody real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Okay. Speaking of nice uh, being able to uh, make that segue into uh, January 6th, you know, so all that talk about Texas there, Chris, right? What's, what happened in Texas is interesting because I hear the uh, that new group called the Patriot Front Yes, is uh, and I grew out of Texas too. So yes. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, uh, Texas was uh, chosen for JFK's demise. I mean, after Chicago and Miami, just because it would be a little more easier. And, and you know what? It's actually uh, evidence to suggest that there was a backup team at the trademark. Had he actually lived through Dealey Plaza. There was going to be a Bobby Kennedy-like uh, attempt at the trademark in the back room, uh, you know, almost just like the uh, the hotel, like in in the the what do you call it? The help me out, guys. Right near the kitchen, right in the 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 hallway or whatever, for lack of a better term. It was going to be a similar thing like that, where they were going to have a, a passy there, and they had actual shooters. Um, and also at the airport, too. He was not going to be allowed to leave alive. Too much was that stick. That's like a kill and, tunnel. Like when you're, yeah. when you're in oh, a yeah. hallway like that and you have people on the front and back or sides, like that's well, they explain it in Con Air, right? Like when they talk yes. about the kill tunnel, um, of yes. the way that they set up the ambush for the arriving police officers and everything to go after the, the criminals on the Con Air plane, is that they, oh, yeah. they line them up coming down a corridor. And that happens a lot in urban Ooh, warfare. Yeah. Oh, that was a great movie, Con Air, with Nick, uh, what's his face there? Cage. Nick Cage, Cage. hell yeah. Thank you, Nicholas Cage, all right, okay. But so, I mean, yeah. so my point being, Texas, I don't know, it seems, uh, see. There was a lot of bad blood for Kennedy Nothing ever Texas, changes. So. Nothing changes because a, a lot of this case to our Texas expert, Gary McBride. Exactly. We do have a Texas expert on right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, buddy. Texas is nice until I leave. Then it'll be shithole again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Pantera, man. I mean, yeah, that going. Yeah, that going. <laughs> yeah. Part of the legacy. Part of the Rare legacy. Of Texas. Not so much. That's not really something to be cool with, I guess. <laughs> But Gary, you've released some, yeah, don't some videos us. recently, yeah, haven't you? you? You've got some new videos out. You've got some new oh, material yeah. for the public to look at. And you've got some new, uh, videos, new right? angles on things to, to talk to people about, too, here. Yeah, did you get the video I sent you? It's downloading right now. Yeah, if we're gonna we're gonna premiere. Is it download? Okay. We're gonna premiere we're stretch it out, a stretch it out here. brand new video from M5 News on today's show live, folks. This is what's awesome about having a live show, is that we can premiere brand new material uh, from uh, people like journalists like uh, Gary here, um, subject matter experts, researchers like our friend Chris Graves and, and Lisa Belanger, and the stuff that John Henry and I come up with uh, too. We we can premiere new things like this right on the show. And uh, oh, Chris, um, let me welcome let, back to the stage, yeah. John Henry. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Um, it's good to be back, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> good to be back. To the it's light outside, and we're talking. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting part of this <laughs> whole thing, crazy? too. Yeah, we used to do this late at night, folks. If those of you that haven't awesome. been around the show and and, and you know for a while, like us, um, here I have that mark too. I and think. me. Let me. 
Yes. Yeah, me and Gary have been going back and forth sending me the pictures uh, from Step Brothers, you know, mm-hmm. when he puts the balls on his uh, drum set. I love it. <laughs> it's always a good time. Do we just become best friends? <clears throat> indeed indeed but yeah doing this yeah, early and doing this right. live it's 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 a real change but also we have a a great audience that's watching right now uh shout out to everybody that's watching on rumble and odyssey um definitely uh send the links out and get people involved in this conversation um especially with what we're about to get into with the premiere from m5 news we're gonna have uh some some breaking information here about a big story i believe uh, surrounding J6. Uh, so Gary, yeah. why don't you, I, I think I have this. Let me see if I can um, do what I want to do and drag this to Brave so I can share it. Give me a moment here. Well, we all know about, you know, with what the J6 committee's doing when they have a hearing or when they bring somebody in for testimony. Um it's such a battle trying to get information out there. Basically we're doing the J six committee's job because they didn't do a job whatsoever. They didn't do any investigation. All they did was go after Trump. They didn't try to find out why J six happened or who was involved. You know how they wrote off Epps immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, the poor guy. Poor Epps. And other stories, you know, there's more stuff that we'll have coming out that uh, we're ready to do, but uh you know, I mentioned the omnibus spending bill earlier. There's actually a nice chunk carved out of that for that January 6th committee. Oh, really? Mitch McConnell. Yes, sir. Sure you is. Turtley bastard. <laughs> Sneaking mm-hmm. that stuff in there. Wow. What was the chunk? Do you know? Uh, give me one sec. I'll pull it up. In Ukraine, more billions. Oh, yay. Yeah, more billions. Well, do you like away. how Sergeant Gunnell went, uh, Sergeant Gunnell's, uh, what was it, on the Fifteenth of this month um, is when he resigned and was really sad about it when he showed a picture on Twitter with his uniforms and everything because uh, he had to resign because the violent mob forced him to resign because of all of his injuries and he can't work no more. And then what was it? The 19th was when the J6 committee paraded him the last time when they uh, uh, accused Trump of everything. I believe it was the 19th. And then uh, um on the 20th, Ganell's on a plane heading to his home country, having a good time, drinking some beer on the flight. And it's funny how quick you heal when everything's over with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but quite a turnaround there next. for some I've people, right? I've got something to show everybody for him. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like Fanon, when the book came out, he was instantly healed. But we'll make sure that their stories are completely out. we got a part two coming out on a phenomenon and then Ganell, um, I've been teasing him a lot on Twitter that his is next and it is next. Well, we've been his checking our list anyways. twice, right? <laughs> we've been making that list for yeah. a while, but we, we've been checking it. And, uh, the I've been names out for that a while, guys. I apologize <laughs> to all of y'all leaving y'all hanging, wondering where I'm at. Well, we're glad to have but you back, my friend. And we, we all realize that the right direction and, you know, things happen in life that you have to take time in order to settle those types of things. And, you know, I'm just also, glad breathing, sir. I know you had to deal with the she devil and, you know, I had to relocate. So I just yeah. want to make sure that you were okay. That's all. That's all. I know. And Graves, I got all I these links that you sent me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, Graves, again, for sending all the links that you send. Um, I'm attaching all those JFK related stories uh, to this yeah, source list. So a few um, people, you know, like John Henry, you know, didn't know, even know what the Thomas Arthur Valley thing. That's yeah, a yeah. huge thing that no one really knows about. Well, again, the, per- the great thing about what we do here on the show is that when we come together and we collectively can think of like all these different references and things that we've heard of in the past, we can find those references, those sources, send them to one another. We can all go over the same things and, and meet back and, and talk about them afterwards. So, John Henry, you have something for us. Two point six. Yeah, that's what I like about doing this on, on this show. Also, is because we can show information and talk about it, discuss it, and pick it apart. You yeah. know, um, and that's what John Henry is about to do now. To, He's about to pick right, apart Gary? this omnibus spending bill. Is he ready? Two point six three billion dollars for U.S. attorneys with an emphasis on J six prosecutions and domestic terrorism cases. Wow. <laughs> Two point six three billion, billion for the J six committee. Billion, sir. And I can't get food stamps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Billion. Wow, man. Yeah, that's well. Uh, um, that's something, isn't it? Let's see. <laughs> let's burn through that two point six three billion here. In just oh, a Gary, that's video. just to be clear. Yeah. That's not even necessarily for the committee. That's just to pay for the prosecuting attorneys. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Maybe they should start a gift and oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2.63 billion. Oh. Talk about Roundup, right? Unbelievable. I just I mean, Roundup like the kind wow. of poison, if you ask me. <laughs> the, the Roundup they were giving everybody that gives yeah. them the, the type of cancer that you have to call the late night hotline. That's what that is to our country. And what? that's why, like, you know, Six. The, the Six. You know like, what's funny is, <laughs> go ahead. The amount of money they spent to do a job they didn't do, and 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 we do it at a cost of what cost us everything. Yeah, we're we're paying um, we're paying them for this this so shitty landscaping this just, job with the roundup. That's a, we're paying for them to spray the cancer on our lawn. That's what we're doing with this. And, and for yeah. somebody that as, as much we of a pussy as Ted Cruz is, because they sure didn't. yeah, Ted Cruz to be that big of a pussy yeah. to not even like have a vote on something like that, that could be that damaging to his constituency. It shows that he has no such representation or answer for us. my calls or my emails or anything like that. Just like everybody else is having issues getting a hold of their yeah. Congress people, you, you know, congressmen, women, whatever. And, does anyone find it funny that it actually ties back into the JFK thing? Because remember when Trump was using that against Ted Cruz that, oh, I think your father was uh, one of the shooters that killed Kennedy. Remember, it was during the campaign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why Lisa brought it up, I believe. It's just like it, it all ties back to those things, right? How there are no coincidences. Dare you be right. Yeah, we, we talk about how the strings connect all the time here, right? And um, one of the biggest strings that has been in the news. Hey, I want to uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Just I know, you know, we're not going to take a full deep dive into the omnibus, but one of the other ones I want to go ahead and throw in there. Um, one thousand forty six for additional amount for expenses necessary to prepare for or respond to an influenza pandemic. Three hundred and thirty five million dollars. Um, for activities including development and purchase of vaccine, antivirals, necessary medical supplies, diagnostics, and ready for this one, and other surveillance tools. Of course. 
335 million for a influenza pandemic. Keep in mind, everybody, the flu didn't exist the last two years. So you got the domestic terrorism surveillance state angle. You, you got know, the bio security state angle. Listen, we have we got 200 million to toss in for the gender equity fund in Pakistan. Oh, yeah. Um, you know. about that gender equity in Pakistan, man. I mean, look, we, we got 300 that? grand a year for the continuous plankton recorder. Uh, these are your tax dollars, guys. Just so you know. Uh, 524.4 million for DEI and structural racism focused NIH subdivision. Yay, because we need to. NIH subdivision, structural racism, 524 million. So the NIH that should be <laughs> abolished after the past two years, right? Entirely. Like that organization that just, or institution that just be entirely fire sailed, like this afternoon. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I'm excited about the three, million, the three million for the LGBTQ plus RZY Purple uh, Museum in New York City. It's really exciting. Uh, oh, not a whole lot for DACA recipients, only 1.2 million. No big deal. Um, so, you know, those are now just to be clear, this one, I fully support my money going towards that. They are going to be building a Michelle Obama trail. Three point six mil. <laughs> yeah. Sixty five mil to name a federal building for Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> money well spent. <laughs> That's a load of shit. Uh, hold on. Here's a good one. This is going to fall in line with the New World Order. Um Five hundred seventy-five million for family planning in areas where population growth threatens biodiversity. Hmm, that sounds okay. eugenicist in nature. Do you think so? We'll drop the mic. A misanthropic there. Does it really? Uh, Three million for bee-friendly highways makes sense. Five million for salmon. Oh, sixty-five million for coastal salmon. That's good. Um, let me see here. Oh, here's a good one. One. Uh, $1,438,000,000 for memberships in global multilateral organizations, including the United Nations. Well, I heard the Michelle Obama trail is also going to include uh, several mirrors uh, in the bathroom so you can shave around your Adam's apple. It's actually it's called, the Michelle, it's called <laughs> the Michelle Obama happy trail. Uh, <laughs> just I, thought, I thought it was just called a beard. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. $410 million for border, border security for, what would you guess, Texas? Would you guess Texas? Would you guess California? No, folks. Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. $410 million. Uh, so that's just a quick little overview of the omnibus that we're not reading and want to push through. That's your money at work, everybody. Back to you, sir. Wow. And um, so, Gary, I'm ready to drag that video over to the screen. Do you want to preface it at all? Do you just want me to drag it there and we can start showing it? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, uh, you know, um, yeah, that's, you know. Let me book one case from Grace real quick. um, Ray Epps, his breach one there when he whispers into Samson's ear and Samson does his thing, you know, he's brought in, give testimony or whatever, and basically written off that but what did they we asked him if he was a part of the fbi or whatever it was and he said no that's basically all they did I, to, in, in my view you know i don't know about anybody else's but that's the way i see it yeah um because there's a lot more to look at because there's people that were arrested that are being charged that have been convicted of doing the same thing that he did you know walk through where the breach was at go up there where the media tower is at 
um, stand around and leave, but he's not charged with anything. You know, he's, you know, we all know that uh, the FBI had him up on the wanted list and then he was taken down. Um, so, yeah, it's really funny how someone that's about been what on happened. the public radar as much as like a Ray Epps is not at all on the radar of the establishment somehow, right? No, and well, people bring it up, you don't know, know more about it, and nobody's itself. talking. Yeah. Huh? What, what'd you say, Lisa? Can you repeat that? The, take a look at the J, the January 6th summary that was just put out, that 154 pages of garbage. Oh, yeah, we're, we're about to talk okay. about that in a second. It goes to show yeah. you, okay, it goes to show you what it's really all about is they're creating the narrative. They start off with the fact that they're hinging everything on the supposed grading young guy, okay, who who they uh, are telling him, you know, gave him, uh, gave him a, a manuscript and uh, the guy will say anything they want him to. Okay? Lisa, stop telling the truth. Yeah, 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 Lisa. Well, has anybody read the Phenome book? I couldn't stomach that. So I won't uh, say who I it mean, was, but somebody bought me so the Phenome book. To I'm read. so proud of you if you could read through it. Anybody out oh, there that no. can get through all that? Yeah. It's a good doorstop. Well, I had somebody buy it for me and to read it and to to use for, you know, a third, I guess, story or whatever, you know, to uh, use as information. Gary, which did, is did you see him hanging out with Hunter Biden? But I had to push through it. <laughs> Huh? Hanging out with Hunter did, Biden? Oh, man. No, did you see him hanging out with Me? Hunter Biden? Not in real oh. life, but did you see that? Oh. Yeah, Fanon and Hunter Biden, huh. apparently. They're yeah, tag they're team some now. type of big event, and they're standing there together with fucking Hunter Biden's arm around Fanon. I'm not joking. Wow. It's, I, I, I want well, that. That, yeah. he's an ass I'll see if I can mind. find it. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Oh, well, Fanon's more than that. We'll talk about that later, but Fanon's a lot more than that. And no, but there's you know a part I mean, two though. video that I'm working on that'll come out. He's, you know, yeah, it's, places, yeah. This goes deep. It does. It does. A lot of it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm ready to drag I think drag starting here is a good, a good place to start. Yeah, I'm ready to drag and drop Ebbs. that if you're ready. But um, we all know how Epps went through breach one. Mm-hmm. But so, he basically, they... Had nothing to do with it, huh? Well, we'll see. Uh, well, we can change we? that here in just a bit. Yeah, we can change that in just a second. Yeah. So, Gary, I'm going to uh, let me know. Can you see my uh, screen share? I'm going to drag and drop this video. It has your um, logo on it and everything. This is from M5 News. This is an exclusive. Um, you are breaking this on live on the new prisoners uh, here on Rumble and Odyssey. Uh, so, Gary, you have that up on your screen? You can see that yeah, now. Yeah, I can see it. You, you can right. cool. play uh, it and everything however you need to. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. going to hit play. And then if you we need just to walk pause. through, I mean, we can just walk through it. And there, there's good, I'll give everybody a heads up to there. There'll be some spots here. You know, some arrows will come up. Well, you know, and uh, some of the spots will will fast forward through just to, you know, save, you know, for sake of time and stuff like that. Okay. Um, Chris, nice. I might have you or uh, six, I might have you stop it just so I can explain something that's going to be coming up where I didn't put the whole piece in because we don't need to sit there and watch the whole thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, it's so, three minutes. Yeah. We got three minutes, man. I'm ready to roll. We, yeah, we can let it roll, but sure. whatever you need to do. All right. So I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit start now no, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you take over Gary to, to describe to the audience what's going on here. Yep. All right. All right, buddy. Go ahead. So we got an arrow pointing down to this guy in the corner. Yeah. 
you know, we'll just watch him. He's going to come up here in just a little bit. He's going to huddle these guys up. And that's this guy over here. Yeah, he's signaling all these other people, right? And then we got guy in red jacket and red cap. MAGA hat guy looks like a MAGA hat, maybe. Yep. Falling him down. And I'm kind of lagging just because of my internet, so it might I may fall behind a little bit. Okay. You see the red smoke going off? Yeah, we got the red smoke going off, and then we yeah. see them exiting Yeah, I'm just marking him again so you see where he's at. No, no, he's still in it. He's still in that <clears throat> section. All right. Yeah. See, I'm 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 really slow right now on my side because of the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not seeing it. It's glitching. Oh dang. Yeah, we're we're right now. Gary, it circling? It's, it's circling. Yeah, it's circling. It looks like this guy was yeah, just on a phone of some sort. And it's yeah, you can pause it if you watch. So I can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like he the the guy in the red baseball cap there was just on the phone. And yeah. then look down at his phone and was like putting go. it away. And he looks over his right shoulder and you see those guys running and everybody's going to funnel down to this area and get the hell out of there. And if you notice the red smoke that went off, that red smoke is a signal. And we'll get to that in a minute. But in my opinion, the red signal is uh, there's a the job was done or it's another time to start a second job or whatever it is. But that red smoke is a signal. But these guys that were grouped up and come running down to this corner to leave, it's it's all working in coordination with, you know, the question is why? Why are these guys getting the hell out of there like they did, first of all? I don't know, you know, but these are the questions that J6 committee should have been asking. Why are these guys getting the hell out of there and finding out about it and doing their damn job? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but they're not. So that guy in the red cap, you know, it's, He's on his phone and you notice him look over his right shoulder when the guys are getting ready to come down when they're running down those two guys, but there's more to it than that. So we're not going to get into all of it, but um, it's just using this for a piece just to show you what's fixing to come here in just a second. Okay. So go ahead, Chris. I apologize. Or six. Yeah. All right. So hit and play again. Here we go. Everybody's like stomping their feet. At once? Uh, I'm not playing. My side's not playing smooth because of my internet. It's just okay. Now it's iffy. now it's speeding up. Yeah. There's that's Epps circled right there. That was Epps circled. Okay, so that's Epps right there, and I'm and watching speed him. Up just to show how fast. I want people to see how fast he leaves with yeah, um, people in front F of him behind of him. He's not by himself. Yeah, he's with the crew. It looks like. It almost looks like John Henry. You know, this just reminds me of is like the UFC walkouts. Like when they they're surrounded by their their teams and stuff like that, and they're walking through playing? the crowd. Yeah, they, yeah, it's still playing. Now we're to um, the empty. Well, okay, well, pause it then. Hold on a minute. Pause it and go back. Pause it and go back. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I can't see it smooth. It's glitching on my end. Oh dang, that's a pain. All right, um, I'm back at minute fifty-two um, of the video, Gary. What I want them to see when it's going when it's playing fast speed, I want people to understand something on that. Okay. Let me, let me go if back before see, that starts. Um, when it's playing it fast, you'll be able to see, if you imagine like an ant farm or whatever, and how the tunnels look, and you can see the ants going through it. Yeah. Where Epps is walking through, going towards that media tower. Yeah, that's this right here. When it's playing person. fast speed, you really get to see the movement of certain individuals and people. And you'll okay. learn that as you're watching videos, that if you're watching close, 
you don't see a lot and you have to zoom in and see it. That's how I find a lot of stuff when I zoom in and really look into the video, not watching the video, but looking into it. And the same thing goes for like if you put it on fast forward like I did, because you can see how fast they're going. And you kind of see that everybody else that's standing there, but you see movement in other areas. So that's where you start piecing a lot of stuff together um, and finding people coming together. There's a lot to this, but um, I don't play all of that, but he'll go behind the tower and they leave. But I just want people to be able to see that he is moving with other people, six in yeah. front of him and behind him. He's not by himself. Okay. Handlers, whatever you want to call them, but yeah. he's with people. All right. So I'm going to hit play again then. And uh, we'll just watch it again from this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm back to where like, it's like these uh, risers or, you know, types of stairs looking things here. That they had yeah. set up and everything. I think they put folding chairs up there when they get ready to have people there. Oh, folding chairs would have made it much more wild. You imagine a bunch of folding chairs being involved that day? It would have been like wrestling chaos. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So here, I'm going to hit play. Yeah, we got... Oh, here, okay. I'm going to go back a little bit further, I think. Yeah, there's, there's okay. where the people are stomping their feet. Yeah, now fine. it's saying, yeah, speed up footage or sped up footage. Okay. And then we got, yep. There's Epps going back towards the tower. Here, I can I can play it again for the audience. Here, we'll roll back. No, you, yeah, you're good. You know, yeah. Run right Fine. through. Yeah, just so everybody could see it. All right, so he circled there, and through. There you go. And then there's the the circle again here on the left, as you're seeing on your screen, folks. Right where my cursor yeah, I is. I think about I think it was about I want to say 15 seconds or so when the red yeah. smoke ended is when he gets the hell out of there. It's almost like the red so, smoke was a signal of some sort. That somebody wasn't there is. just to be like celebrating, yeah, yay, red smoke, hooray, you know, MAGA. Trump. Well, the red smoke is when... <laughs> now, right here, uh, this is... Part, well, this is what I want everybody to see and pay attention to, mm -hmm. where Epps is circled at. Now, we know what yeah. Epps was involved with with Samson on Breach 1, but look at Epps here if you yep. watch him. Pointing he's and talking, talking to people, people, and he's going to point down at this red gate. Yep. And he's going to turn around. His back will turn be to the Capitol. He's giving instructions. To people over here. He's yep. talking to people. Mm -hmm. And he points down at that fence, if you saw where he pointed down at. And this is what he did with Samson. And then he backs up because he wants no part of it. He moves Keeping that guy over. On. He'll back up and move out of the way. Yeah. And then he'll just sit there on. and wait after he does what he needs to do, which is breach number two. So now Epps is involved with two breaches of the Capitol. And still not charged, right? One of the bike racks. No, huh? He had nothing to do with anything. Nothing to do with it at all. And then exactly where he pointed that fence and he talked to those guys. Watch this right here. Just happened to be in exact the, exactly the right place both times of two separate breaches. Right? A after being caught on camera saying, yep, yep, you got it. And here they come spilling in right after that. And there they Coincidence? go. And is that Epps entering into this section with them? Is that him? In yeah, the that's red? him right there. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah, I, right there. I got to point yeah. it out. All right. Cool. Yeah. And it's the same way about, I mean, I'm sorry, but why is Epps not in jail? Why is the committee uh, covering this up? Yeah. Plain and simple. If they would, have, <laughs> This pisses me off, especially after John Henry tells me how much money is allocated to it. 
Yeah. You know, but that's fine because we, the people, we're the ones that are going to solve this and take care of this because they're not. Yeah. Billions of dollars. Absolutely folks. not. Billions of dollars being spent to uh, investigate domestic terrorists that the institutions that we're giving that money to most likely creates or fabricates out of whole cloth. And then the ones that are actually involved in yeah. you know making these operations happen. Uh, I'll, I'll say, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it's not an op, right? Maybe this is all this just is a coincidence story. that this guy was at two separate places that, that caused two separate breaches on this on this fateful day that he what just happened breach. to be in both at the same time. You know, <laughs> this is it's yeah, hard and to you believe. know how the video really started where it showed believe, that right? guy going up and getting those guys in a huddle. Mm-hmm. If you watch the guy that, back to that yeah. comes up to, and gets everybody in a huddle, mm-hmm. if you watch from his where he starts at, you know, he's by himself and he walks all the way up there. Well, each of those guys do the same thing. They're by themselves until they all bunch up together. It's like they knew where to go. It's like he's pointing to his and ear first and then, yeah, he points to his ear at first like he's well, getting a message. Like, right here, let me roll it back so people I'll tell you can something. see There's it. some people in here that I are talking to their hands. I want transcripts. I was going to say, Lisa, yeah, that, that's that's something that we need to get our hands on is the transcripts from all these trials. If anybody out there has the Stuart Rhodes transcripts, go to my website. Yes. Connect and email it. Yes, please get at one of us um, and, and get us the transcripts if you have them. And also other January 6th trials. Um, because we'll we'll take see, a look he comes at up there all these court filings. Yes, and court filings and too. gets them going right when the red smoke starts. Yeah, there's the red smoke. So let's let's roll back before that starts. Everybody's getting in their position, yeah. and then they get the hell out of there. You know Boom, what I come there in? It is. What I find a lot of are that is that why question. You know, when you find things, it's like, you know. Uh, we got to have answers for. And it looks like these people go down, Jason's like right there were involved before. They all come down to this little section that I'm circling here, Gary, where the red smoke goes off. So was there a coordination between the people on this side of the fence here and the people letting off the smoke here? Like, are they down, like where you're circling oh, right now there, in the video? Yeah. Isn't there a coordination between this? Doesn't that show at least like this guy looks like it, it looks like he's holding up a cell Absolutely. phone there and. Well, well, he was recording. Um, like there had to be communication the, uh, that day, right? There had to be communication between all these different parties yeah. to signal certain things. I mean, smoke Do you see the guy by thing. himself along the railing? Where yeah, they all got um, He's got a blue hoodie and a red ja- a red hat on. Okay. Um, I, man, I wish I had my cursor. See right here, like down anyways, here, down here where I'm circling. Can you see that? Yeah. Is that the blue guy? Blue yep. blue jacket, red hat? Yeah, he's on his phone too. No, uh, up to the le- up to your left. Up to your left. Oh, here. Come up the staircase. It looks like a staircase going from no, never mind. Here, too far now. Here, I got it. Um, so come up the left right here. This yeah, guy. Just, There's just stop right here. Um where's your cursor? Right you just right there circling me up. Yeah, that's him. That's him. You're circling. All right. You got your cursor on him right there. That yeah. guy right there. I was Just good at He's standing there the whole time. I was really and good the at that, back in the day. <laughs> well, and you're good at it. Yeah. See, and and that's why I'm saying this to save time. Um, bef- this guy here, um, and the guy that goes up to get everybody in a huddle. Mm-hmm. The guy that goes up to get everybody in a huddle. When he comes up, he'll pass this guy that you have the cursor on. Mm-hmm. He'll stop there briefly. They'll talk, and then that's when he walks away from him. Comes over here and gets these guys in a huddle. But he never moves. He stays there. There's a lot of individuals here that I can show you, but um, 
you know, if anybody wants to steal this and act like that, they uh, found this and all that, they need to go do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, We've seen not enough act of like that they're the ones that it. found it. They can screw <laughs> off. Well, as I said, folks, this is an exclusive here at the New there. Prisoners from our good friends over at M5 News. Thank you, Gary. Um, that, and that's, um, that's yeah, actually a great transition. I won't release everything. To- I mean, it's, uh, I'll leave some ammo in my pocket so oh, yeah. when people think they know it all. Oh, I keep telling people on Twitter, my you know friend, there, and there's more because there's plenty more to this story. And we're going to continue expanding upon it as we go along. And we got a bunch of things in store for you guys. Um, but one of the things I wanted to transition to was this. This is included in this week's source list. Yeah. Uh, was the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. Uh, this is the introduction <laughs> material to the final report of the select committee. Now this 154 page document, John Henry, I'm not going to read through this whole thing this week. Um, <laughs> For good Lord's sake, please don't. <laughs> but I will include it in uh, this week's source list. You can get a copy of the original document PDF here from this link, I believe, on this document cloud. So what I may do is uh, I may upload this to the source list and then take that original document PDF and then also put that um, in our document vault on uh, our subscribe star. So yeah. Yeah. You go to subscribe to our new this. prisoners and I check I want to that use out. this to prove that they're lying inside of this documentation, too. Well, yeah, and I'm sure if we Kids control like F a bunch of different things. <laughs> like, let's just let's do a quick control F just to see if uh, certain names come up, maybe. Let's search for Fanon. Oh, here we go. Uh, seven re- results across seven pages. It says several have been arrested for participating in the violence around the tunnel on January 6th, 356. When interviewed by the FBI on March 31st, 2021, Danny Rodriguez, a three percenter from California, who tased Officer Michael Fanone in the neck as rioters tried to break through a door on the west side of the Capitol, reflected on his decision to go to Washington, D.C. So... What they're I've just talked saying, to Danny Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, I was I was about to say like that's not true, is it? <laughs> or is it true? Did he really okay. tase him, or is there just I'm, no I'm not going to say anything about it? Or? I'm not going to say anything if it's true or not. Okay, okay. I'm just going to I won't say if it's true or not. But I'm going to say this: that Fanon's gear that he's wearing has a protective collar on the back that sticks up above his neck. That's what was tased. I will say that. Okay. Okay. He has no burn marks like they claim. Yeah. It's bullshit. He was not repeatedly tased over and over. That's bullshit. Okay. But there's a protective collar that comes up above his neck, and that's what was, that's what the taser was on. Hmm. But. So it's basically I'm like just if, reading the next if, paragraph you got there. That's bullshit yeah, too. Like if I had if I had that protective layer on, if that taser's not making contact with my skin, I'm probably not getting zapped, right? Like that's probably not how I'm not a well, munitions no. or any type of expert in that type of stuff or whatever you want to call it, defensive. When expert. I was on Alpha Warrior show, which was awesome, he's by a the way. former. Yeah, I really enjoyed officer. that show with him. That was and a cool he, show. He talks about that. He said it. it you would feel a zap, but not like if it was directly on your skin because it's going through material, but it's not going to hurt you that bad. As You know what I mean? It's not going to be like it, if it was on your skin. Oh, yeah. And, but and it would folks also, like us nowadays, that especially as have, cold as it gets. If there was that many burns, as the, the way they make it sound like burns and stuff like that, there's nothing there's nothing there. It was Never like somebody been. dragged their feet across the carpet with, when, with socks on and then zapped you, right? With the static 
the static charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that, that it wasn't like something that would oh, cause uh, that. multiple heart attacks and strokes and whatever else Fanon claimed that he had or something that he, and also oh, yeah. the, the beatings He's, that he claimed uh, that, he had, that nobody beat him attack. in. <laughs> so, well, let's scroll down here and see what Just other bullshit. Th- there's, there's other entries for, for Fanon too. Um, this is about, here we go. The McCarthy committee, along with, with our DC. nation, offers particular things. Oh, we were just talking about people like Mitch McConnell and uh, McCarthy that may be getting the Speaker of the House position here, right? Um, it says, killing the bill, says June 24th, Speaker, Sp- Speaker Pelosi announced her intent to create a House I want them to vote for Mitch committee. McConnell's neck flaps. Neck flaps to investigate the attack on... Turtle, turtle! <laughs> yes, very turtly in the turtle club, isn't it? Uh, on Jan, on June twenty, turtle head poking out. Sorry. Uh, yeah. On June twenty fifth, says Leader McCarthy met with DC Metropolitan Metropolitan Police Officer Michael Fanone, who was seriously injured. It says on January sixth, Office, Officer Fanone pressed Leader McCarthy for a commitment not to put obstructionists and the wrong people in that position. Wow. Okay, so he gets to influence. It's funny how they talk about themselves when they use those words. Why would he have any influence with, you know, uh, with McCarthy? Because he apparently got beat up, which is bullshit. I wonder how McCarthy, because McCarthy has some really strange ties. Like that's another thing that Tucker Carlson kind of did was when he revealed the relationship between Frank Luntz and Kevin McCarthy. Frank Luntz being uh, the pollster, but also behind a lot of uh, weird campaign stuff and, and financing too. Um, when it, when it comes to oh, politics, was that a pun behind? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ding. Uh, but um, yeah, let me see if there's hey any now. other good mentions of Fanon. Says uh, here we go. Testifying for a victim impact statement says Officer Michael Fanone said at approximately uh, 1435 hours with rapidly mounting injuries and most of the MPD less than lethal munitions expended, probably because of that one guy uh, trying to use all of them, that Joe Dirt guy that you've showed, Gary, trying to use all of the munitions at once to throw into the crowd as many as he could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Daniel Tao. Yeah, Daniel Tao. Yeah, that that yeah. that guy. What a piece of uh-huh. work that guy was. If you go and listen to uh, the audio, don't just watch the video from M5 News when you go and watch that stuff, folks. Listen to the audio and listen to him, the way he deals with other people and how he conducts himself, what he's demanding and everything. And you get to know like so more uh, about the person's motivation, right? That he was there for revenge, it, it was like some type of retribution, right? That he was trying to enact on people there that day. He's been in multiple lawsuits along with the MPDC for um, excessive use of force and munitions. Now uh, it says the defending officers yeah, were forced he was, to conduct. He was sued for J20. Oh, wow. And it says the defending officers were forced to conduct a fighting withdrawal back towards the United States Capitol building entrance. Or were they leading people to that entrance? I don't know. Now, you know, is there any cross-examination of this hut? That's what I'm I mean, looking really, for. None. Is there, uh, is there yeah. any freaking attorney that freaking cross-examined him? 
I mean, they have a, oh, none. I, you, you'll be pleased to to understand, Lisa, that uh, all all these wonderful references that they have in the re- in the summary report here, um, they're all CNN references. So totally trustable and they reliable, all, contributed yeah. by uh, CNN Digital too, of course. Here, um, so the the CIA's news and they, network. They prated all these four <laughs> officers every time they had a hearing. They would prate them. You know, they're every time they had a hearing. You never did see Roseanne's family in there, or Mickey, who's Ashley's mother. You never saw her in there. Yeah. Um, no, it was it's so lopsided. Yeah. And shout out to those families, you know, that are going through, uh, unfortunately, another Christmas with without their loved ones and without any justice for their loved ones. You know, shout out to them. Um, uh, Graves, I, I see that you sent me some more articles. All right. Let me uh, let me mark these real quick. This is the yeah, Thomas Arthur Valley. Yeah. Look at that face. Look at those ears. Oh, boy. Does he have that one eye that's kind of like looking at you? He's, kinda, he's, yeah. got, he's got some kind of fish eye type of thing going on. <laughs> Don't really know. All right. And then, uh, yeah, let me bookmark the rest of these before we move on to the next of the big five. I just want to make sure that we get all these included, too. I don't want to close yeah. that and lose them all. And I was watching oh, the videos I sent of Fanone. Uh, oh, yeah. I got... Um, I got one of the things that Lisa, that you sent that uh, Yahoo uh, article. I'm going to include that too about Fanon. Um, so let me get to that. Yeah, and I sent you a thing from uh, CBS News on uh, where they have him Ooh. Uh, talking about his relationship with lawmakers. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that too. Yeah, it all goes. It all goes in the uh, information. Uh, folder for us here, folks. Um, so that'll be on Substack and the larger files you can find on our Subscribestar, which you can also donate to us there at Subscribestar. So if you want to see us get our hands on some court documents and some transcripts and things of that nature, that's a great way to provide us uh, with the funding for that because those things ain't cheap. Lisa, do you do you care to explain like and why there's so much analysis? cost to those things? Like, I, mean, I don't I don't think the average un- uninitiated person really understands what the cost of those documents is and why. Can you explain that a little oh, bit? Oh, holy crap. Well, the the reason why it's so uh the expenses because that's how they pretty much keep things under wrap, right? People mm-hmm. can't afford because it's behind to, a paywall. Uh, get this information into the public. So we're talking about, let's see, generally speaking, uh, court stenographer transcripts go for at least uh, uh, 350 a page. Okay. Um, So when you're talking about even, let's see, a few hours, I mean, of a hearing, just a few hours of a hearing that runs up into hundreds of dollars. Now, wow. I mean, just a few hours worth of something and thousands like that. Of dollars. And you think of like weeks and weeks right. and weeks of it, these it, trials too. So that's seven weeks. That's an enormous seven cost. weeks of that Stuart Rhodes thing. Okay. Um, they, this is what lawfare is all about. They want to keep prevent people from it, from being able to, uh, tell their story. And and here's the important part. This is court documented. Okay. So it's not, it's not, he said, she said. Yeah. 
Okay. It's irrefutable. Well, so to speak, I mean, I'm, you know, funky things do exist, but uh, as a general rule, there, there is an audio supposedly to be able to be able to uh, verify the written transcript as well. Now, being able to get the audio version. Yeah. Good luck on that one. (laughs) But it, but here's what's most important is that not only are we looking to get the documents so that we can provide it for everybody to see for themselves, firsthand documentation that they can sift through, that they don't have to rely on other people's interpretation. But here's the thing. I venture to say, I, uh, I would venture to say that I am one of the very few, if only lawyers, who are willing to actually decipher and tell you the real nitty gritty of what it all means. So for real legal analysis, help us help you folks. Yes, please. And uh, I also grabbed this uh, too. John Henry, I believe that you just sent this. This is a new release from Newsmax. Apparently it says uh, House GOP Pelosi's office directly involved in January 6th security blunders. You don't say. <laughs> oh, I've read that over the yeah, the last year and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. We got the paper trail. Yeah, this is from uh, Wednesday, the, the 21st of December here, 2022. It says House Republicans have reportedly uncovered correspondence showing that Nancy uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office helped craft the failed capital security plan in place on January 6, 2021 says a group of GOP congressmen tasked with, tasked with responding to the official House January 6th Select Committee report made the internal communications public on Wednesday after months of concealing the secret project. It says in quotes, leadership and law enforcement failures within the U.S. Capitol left the complex vulnerable, uh, the, compl- the complex vulnerable on January 6th, 2021 read the report compiled by reps uh, Rodney Davis of Illinois, Jim Banks of Indiana, Troy Nels of Texas, heard of him, uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio, yeah, he's, he's been a, a stalwart on that, and uh, Kelly Armstrong of North Dakota. The uh, It says in quotes, the Democrat- Troy Nels? Yeah, Troy Nels. Yeah, yes, yeah, some representation Troy Nels, in and Texas. There, and there's another representative that's not on there that uh, I made videos for both of these people. Awesome. Awesome, man. That they, that they got to see so that they can take to Congress. This was last yeah. week. That's why you need to go out and support M5 News, folks, uh, because that that type of work uh, being done, getting this information to the people that are supposed to be representing us there so something can be done about it. I mean, we're not expecting miracles, right? Like we're, we're all very rational in what we expect to get from our institutions. But if we, the people, can put the pressure on these representatives, we get them the information and we know that they were given the information, right? Then we can say, hey. Gary McBride from M5 News gave you the information. What did you do with it? And then when they come up with, ah, you know, that there's there's standards and practices and stuff, then you throw them the fuck out of office, right? You get rid of them. Rather they do their job yeah, and or they the get the fuck out. Yeah, it's the two people that made it for that took it to them. Um, so, you know, there's, there's more people that are involved with taking stuff to each one of these representatives that um, – you know, they have to they have to answer back to everybody. Wow. So not to we'll mention, I would suggest that that justice is also about light being bringing out the real truth for people. Just the mere fact 
that that there exists a real objective truth being blasted. Lisa, have you been watching anything? Yeah, and and like going through the jury pool, and um, I think they're doing that with the Proud Boys right now, and hearing some of the stuff that the judges are saying to those that they're trying to choose to be jurors, the people would be shocked to see that, what's that's going what on I with want. This. That's what I want. I yeah. want the court record. I want to know exactly what is being said in court. Yeah. Because then that way you can show transparently what happened. It's not just speculation where we think that they may have done you know, this every night. Anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Every night at the vigil they have for the J6ers in DC. That's awesome that they do that. Uh, too, usually uh, Nicole Reffitt will say, uh, Nicole Reffitt, maybe Randy Ireland also does it because they'll go to these, they'll go into court and watch, you know, and they'll come out and give an update every night. It is seven o'clock Eastern time is when it starts. You can find it. Um, that, that's see, important, but, I won't, but, but they talk but about we need, what went we on in court that actual, day. No, I want the actual okay. court transcription so yes. that it can't be said that, you know, it's based on a paraphrase. No, we need to know the real deal. And it, here's the thing. It can be obtained. It needs to be okay? televised. It, it needs to be public. I mean, obtainable. Mm-hmm. Well, I, Grace, yeah, every single something, uh, court proceeding needs to be televised. Well, great. Speaking of being televised and captured and things of that nature by media, Graves, you just sent an article to the chat um, about Trump ordering people off of him not to photograph him after things popped off on January 6th. So um, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. I mean, that's that's the thing about this, folks. You you have to explore all avenues. I'll walk with you into the Capitol instead. He high kills Mm -hmm. back to the uh, White House, has champagne, is wearing boxing gloves and also the bullshit. Yeah. No, I mean, who knows in, in a well, situation like DJT, that? Uh, why didn't DG, DJT uh, do the uh, JK files when he was the president, by the way? I sent the link for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so there's so many. I'm like, um, Yeah. yeah I, he also said, uh, yeah, we should look into September 11th. He said that like earlier this year uh, when uh, questioned about the Saudis at his uh, golf course. <laughs> Um, well, if you were president, maybe you could have done something about that, Donald, especially since on the day there's footage of you questioning how there it had to have been other it had to have been explosives with the planes. So there you um, go. In the interest okay, of time. Where's, where's the stop the steal? Where would stop the steal in this? If you look at the, the underlying uh, supposed factor of these uh, indictments. They rely uh, on yeah. this was a conspiracy. Stop with the steal was taking money, where, bringing where people in, and funneling people towards the Guess capital. What? That's what they were doing. <laughs> I came across uh, maybe on YouTube. Ali Alexander has his own little podcast now. Did y'all know that? Oh, isn't that cute? And he was whining about how. I wonder who's funding that. I mean, he's whining. <laughs> I don't know, but he's, I want his fucking depot before the before J six test the J six committee. That Rogers, needs to be unsealed. Steve Bannon, maybe. Mm, another well, two Alexander, there. we we know what he did. I mean, I put that video out also, and that little. Never mind. I'll shut up. All right, but uh, well, let's... speaking of that, <laughs> Roger Stone. Oh. One more thing of Roger Stone. Uh, there's a little nugget that let's see Stuart Rhodes 
uh, I guess there was evidence that uh, he was there to be part of the security for Roger Stone. Well, where's Roger Stone's testimony from the uh, from uh, the the uh, AG there, the DOJ? How come they all of a sudden they 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 they, they want to uh, protect Roger Stone? Really? What the hell's going on there? Well, and you know what? These guys, what they're doing also to J6ers is they'll, the FBI, when, on their statement of facts, they'll put a picture of this, of a J6er, and they'll have their fist in the air or something like that. Oh, yeah. And what they're saying is that that person is fixing to beat up a cop or fixing to hit a cop. Mm-hmm. But when you go look at the footage, it's bullshit. Yep. They're, not, they're not doing that. They're set, these people are being set up. A, a lot of them are. Well, there could be lots of reasons. And like when we you, just you talked about tell like- that to the yeah, you try to bring that out, and what do they do? They, they throw you under the bus and just think you're lying about no, it. No, it's, it's worse crap. than a setup. It's entrapment. Well, yeah, anyway. I, absolutely, yes, well, yes, it's, it's entrapment. Still, photos can it's be fabricated. It's a whole fabrication. Yeah, still photos can be used to manipulate people's you know opinions of things. Right, you're showing that angry photo of guy with his fist in the air, and you're thinking, oh yeah, he was definitely an angry rioter. Look at his face. You know, he's just we we saw that with the the Kyle you know, Fitzsimons right. uh, trial, didn't we, Gary? With what the media did to Kyle Fitzsimons. Yeah, and there. why why have they not come out and told us why John Sullivan or uh? Judge Sullivan, how come he was pulled off of all J6 cases? Wow. Did y'all know that? Wow. Judge Sullivan is, has been pulled off of all J6 cases and it's under seal. Uh, how come he didn't ever retire like he said he was yeah. gonna beforehand? I have no idea. I have okay, no idea. But a whole lot of uh, questions. Sorry. They need to come out and tell us questions. why he was pulled off of J6 cases. You know, we, we, we know what he did at Senator Ted Stevens back in the day and allow the media to be there to sway an election. Yeah. Yeah. We know how that game is played. These judges need to allow media plain and simple. We need to push for that too. He comes in, he does his job and then they remove him quietly. Yeah. They just sneak him back. You know, he gets back, back to the backstage area, comes out and does his little song and dance for us. And then, you know, back, back to the green room. Uh, let me save these other have, ones. Yeah. Uh, this is the Yahoo News about Secret Service met with Oath Keepers. Uh, I'm going to save that. And then I'm going to get to uh, some of the others. The Stuart, the, no, hold on, hold on. Look at the Stuart Rhodes one. Contact yeah. Stuart. Okay. Yeah. That's all. All right. This is the Stuart Rhodes one. I can't wait to talk about his uh, former lawyer, too. We'll do that on another segment. Yeah. So, Grace, you wanted to mention <laughs> something here her? real quick? <laughs> What's that? You wanted to mention something here real quick? No, the, la- the last link on the news Newsweek had uh, Stuart, Stuart Rhodes was in co- uh, contact with Secret Service. Okay. Uh, let me bookmark all these other ones so I make sure I have them bookmarked. Yeah, because I heard you guys bring up Stuart Rhodes uh, yeah. a little bit. Or maybe it was really what happened is that undercover agents infiltrated and they didn't know it was Secret Service. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was also Oath Keepers that were given uh, Secret Service badges and credentials too i'm trying to find that okay well um just just to move on for the sake of time folks uh what i'm going to do is uh, i'm going to bring up this article really quick and let's talk about some some covid stuff so we're getting around christmas time Uh, they uh they boosting this stuff up in the media has anybody noticed are we getting extra notifications to wear our mask and get our shots now uh because it seems like even hollywood is starting to turn a little bit. Well, now it's the flu because the flu came back from vacation after yeah. a year and a half. 
Yeah, yeah it was. It was it was in like South Padre Island or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, first time in history. Uh, yeah, the flu just uh, disappeared <laughs> and uh, let the Southerner uh, buy a weapon or whatever coming, you know? So this this headline from The Blaze says, Actor Tim Robbins expresses remorse about turning on the unvaccinated and the unmasked. It says, we turned into tribal, angry, vengeful people. Well, what what turned you into that, Tim? Was it the, the institutions uh, uh, in media that you've worked for? I mean, isn't isn't that one of the biggest sort of uh, a di- uh, biggest wounds, you know, uh, that that festers in our culture, that we have a, a media apparatus in this country that propagandizes us to be more tribal, to, to be angry, to be vengeful types of people, right? Like uh, this, it, the, the type of thing that Tim has served um, here in Hollywood and, and propagandizing the American public through movies and television and also being an influencer with his opinions and things that those types of people with Hollywood connections like that are largely responsible for what happened to us all over the past several years. And we found the connections there through the money that was given to, uh, from to people like, like Tim, uh, through the ad console and others, they hired celebrities and influencers to convince us to take the shots and to wear our masks and to stay inside and whatever else that authority figures asked us to do. They all fell in lockstep. And I'm using that term specifically, right? They all fell into lockstep, it seems. Um, And with that too, uh, John Henry, you said- I want to know what triggered him. Yeah. I want to know what triggered him to all of a sudden have remorse. Who knows? I mean, that's 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 the thing about it. I mean, in the article, it says leftist actor Tim Robbins appeared on British comedian Russell Brand's podcast this week. And Russell Brand's been doing awesome work lately uh, to retroactively denounce the politicization, politicization, sorry, of health policies during the pandemic and to express remorse about his uncritical acceptance of the media's COVID-19 narrative. And that's an important statement. The uncritical acceptance. How many people in our lives just turn on the news and take it at face value. You know, just take it for granted that the person in the suit or pants suit or whatever is telling you the truth and you can go on and report that. And that person is probably telling you something that is just regurgitating something that they heard from the institutions or the establishment of the government, intelligence agencies or whatever, whatever else is feeding that information to them. And, and nobody, nobody bothers to look further to say, well, this just makes sense. Well, except for people like us, right? Um, now, it says in the December 18th episode of Brand's podcast, Robbins, an Academy Award winning actor, explained his journey from strict compliance with government edicts early in the pandemic to one of doubt about the inerrancy of so-called health experts and the official narrative constructed around COVID-19 vaccination, lockdowns and masking. Despite having initially brought or I'm sorry, bought into it and adhering to the requests made of him, Robbins explained that his real life encounters were ultimately at odds with what he had otherwise been told about the pandemic, anti-lockdown, protesters, and the unvaccinated. This generated a sense of cognitive dissonance, prompting him to doubt the official narrative. Well, that's that's just it. Isn't that the solution we talk about every week, John Henry? When you go out and interact with people, when you go out and you have that, that those heart-to-heart conversations, the open and honest conversations with people, you can see like, oh, damn, my logic doesn't make any sense. What I've been told isn't correct. And you can course correct. Like people can be redeemed. Like we are, I mean, we may argue about this with the other people in uh, the DIY media sphere, 
But, you know, we, we believe here at The New Prisoners, like when you present information the way that we do, that sometimes even the worst actors can look at some of this stuff man, and go, man, I've been wrong. <laughs> and, and we're seeing that here. Now, the purpose behind doing this and what that leads to is that there was... um. I don't know if it was a, officially a part of Evam. I'm gonna switch back to the panel here real quick. I don't know if it was officially a part of Event 201 or not, but I heard that when they went through the entire plausible scenarios. Oh, here we go. That thank you, Graves. This is celebrities posting their COVID vaccine selfies and stuff like this. Is what I was just talking about. Thanks for backing me up, brother. But um, what I was gonna say though is that whenever you have people that are introduced uh, to others that can provide this type of information. They can course correct. Now, the the way of doing it, though, that of the course correction is allowing us to be sort of let down gently. Uh, so uh, how do I explain? Whenever they understood after a while that the shots and the social credit system that they were trying and the biosecurity state whenever they realized that the hard tyranny itself probably wasn't going to work in this country. And that may have been largely in part due to audiences like ours. And thank you for people that spoke up and acted out and did everything that you could peacefully uh, to prevent that from happening. But um, ultimately at the end of the exercise, they realized in order to um, sort of get away with the crime, uh, they have to have like sort of a mea culpa afterwards. They have to have an explanation or a, a sort of an alibi for doing what they did to us uh, during those times. And they can come up with the excuses. Oh, well, the, the, the science, you know, was, was solid, we thought, but now it, it has changed. You know, remember how they started saying stuff like that to us? Well, with actors like Tim Robbins coming out and apologizing and doing these, uh, these mea culpas with the public, that could be a way of just softening the type of response that we, the people could levy to the establishment. You know, you start getting people that are coming on and saying, oh, I'm sorry, you know, we got this wrong and people, you know, should rightly forgive them. And especially in a culture like ours, you know, that's driven by Christian values and parts of altruism and things, we want to accept the apologies from good upstanding people. But are we going to, you know, are we going to accept the apologies from the institutions that are responsible for this? Like, I don't want people to get it mixed up because they are largely one and the same. You know, our influencers, our media, the movie industry and music industry and stuff like that and all forms of Internet these days, video games. We've talked about it all here, folks. But, you know, they, they can come out as representatives of the establishment and apologize to us. We can accept the apologies from individuals like Tim Robbins, potentially, but we should not accept the apologies from the institutions uh, responsible for this. And here's another example. Uh, John Henry, you sent me this. Um, this is from the CDC, apparently. This is uh, by way of Clown World. Thank you, Clown World. <laughs> yeah. Traveling for more than four hours, sitting still in a confined space can increase your chances of developing a blood clot. It says move your legs frequently to help prevent Hashtag a clot. blood clot while traveling this season. Let's see. We've had um, extreme heat and cold causes blood clots. Um, 
what was it? Uh, anti-vax sentiment causes blood clot. Yeah. I mean, the fucking this list of things that now cause blood clots. Um, Loving just, unclean women. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just a list of shit is on there. Probably, I'm sure it's on there. Depends on how you go, um, at, how, how hard you go at it. Now, that's that's for certain. That is true. How clots. much? Do, how hard are you loving those unclean women, Mr. Yes. Graves? Hi, <laughs> <All right>, Lisa. <laughs> Now, you also sent me this one, John Henry, uh, just to uh, wrap up the COVID segment real quick. I'm going to include this too. Uh, this was the I chief public be... health officer of Canada. Yeah, Should we guys, watch this? this? Uh, I, I mean, let's hold on. Well, let's, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up? Because I think this is going to be a great way to just end the show today. Oh, well, uh, we should definitely talk about some other things before we end the show. Then, right, well, hold on, hold on. Before we do that, yeah. just look at the last couple of uh, links I have about the PR firms that were hired to, to for the vaccine. Did, did you see the hashtag clot shot when you were just on there? Yeah. Excuse me? Oh, yeah, yeah, on Twitter, there's a hashtag clot shot. So some people are doing some stuff there. Uh, Ooh, revealed like PR firm that represents <laughs> Pfizer and Moderna also sits on the CD vaccine division, CDC's vaccine division. Oh, yeah. come on. Conflict of interest. Stop it. Yeah. What's and then where you're going to interest? That's, come on. Don't be silly. Now, should we, should we accept an apology from someone Rangy. like Tim Robbins that says, hey, I was duped. I fell for what the establishment was telling us. And I'm well, really sorry that these uh, clot shots are giving you clots, but make sure to move your legs, as the CDC says. Well, as long we, as they have a way of proving they weren't paid to take those selfie or those jab selfies. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, how how deep does it really yeah, I'll go back? Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, Orange County already people. had a secret contract with vaccine PR before. Disgusting. Firm is publicly hired. It yeah. is disgusting, Grace. Like Nothing should be secret. Sounds like a setup. Well, you want to know the irony, though, about no. that Tim Robbins article? Josh, thank redemption. Too, too effing bad there. Too effing right. bad. It's coming <laughs> at you. So, the article shows that how, how did Tim Robbins supposedly, you know, uh, what made him realize, so to speak? He talks about how. Uh, when he was uh, in London or uh, in the Brits, there about the about that about the Brits not following along and not complying. Doesn't even talk about America, right? It's not because of the Americans or whatever. He talks about how the Brits gave it gave it the middle finger. Ah, middle yeah. finger. Yeah, I I really want to know like how deep the influence peddling really went with celebrities and everything. And I'm glad Chris Graves that you provided us with some articles as you always do uh, some great links to that type of stuff. Um, and uh, just to finish out the rest of the big five, and then we can get on to a reading that I want to allow uh, Chris Graves to do before we wrap up with some other things uh, here, John Henry. Uh, I wanted to pull this up too, just to give people fair warning. Um, if you're going to sue the company that runs shows like the Rockettes, don't show up because Apparently, they can kick you out, too. They, they got a policy now. It says, facial recognition tech gets Girl Scout mom booted from Rockette's show due to where she works. It says, a recent incident at Radio City Music Hall involving the mother of a Girl Scout is shedding light on the growing controversy of facial recognition, as critics claim it is being used to target perceived enemies, you know, say. In this case, by one of the most famous companies in the country. Hey, it's been a while since I've said this. 
in a while. This should fucking terrify everybody. Yeah. Please continue. It says continue, Kelly Conlon sir. and her daughter came to New York City uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving as part of a Girl Scout field trip to Radio City Music Hall to see the Christmas Spectacular show. But while her daughter, other members of the Girl Scout troop, and their mothers got to enjoy the show, Conlon wasn't allowed to do so. That's because to Madison Square Garden Entertainment, Conlon isn't just any mom. They had identified and zeroed in on her as security guards approached her right as she got into the lobby. Now, it says it was pretty simultaneous. I think to me going through the metal detector that I heard over an intercom or loudspeaker, she told NBC New York. I heard them say woman with long, dark hair and a gray scarf. She said she was asked her name and to produce identification. I believe they said that our recognition picked you up, Conlon said. Now, it says a sign says facial recognition is used as security measure to ensure safety for guests and employees. Conlon says she uh, posed no threat, but the guards still kicked her out with the explanation that they knew she was an attorney. In quotes, it says they knew my name before I told them. They knew the firm I was associated with before I told them. And they told me I was not allowed to be there, said Conlon. Sounds like a social credit system type of thing, doesn't it, John Henry? Hey, can I tell you something about this facial recognition real quick? Please, Please, do. Take long. Please do, man. There's, yeah. there's, okay, there's, there's, there's this woman. I won't share any. There's this woman that was uh, yeah. at the Capitol <laughs> on J State and looks just like that. Yep. <laughs> so it cracks me up, man. I'm sorry. Turtle, turtle. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> she was there at the Capitol on J6. And there's a website that you can go to called Patriot shoot. I can't remember. Anyways, um, they have a little cheesy facial recognition on there. And uh, I pulled up a picture of her. I got a picture of her and used it on that site and it pulled a picture up of her, Mm. but the picture was not from J six. Like you think they're going to be, there are some, there are a bunch of them from J six, but there's a picture of her that was at one of the rallies Months before J6. Mm. Tell me they're not using facial recognition before J6 or on anybody is bullcrap because it's proof right there that they're doing it. footage for this panel from yeah. like months before. Yeah. Wow. Because that footage that they're supposed to be putting up that they say is for, from J6 is not. There's footage of people that were at the rallies before that that are being put on there. That is wild. And just remember this precedent yeah, here. Yeah, during, yeah, the, well, during the 9-11 attacks, CNN and Fox News both showed footage uh, from Palestine of people celebrating, right? And it made the American public think that they were celebrating the attacks as they were happening. And come to find out, it was actually footage from 1991, a birthday party. Uh, I think you were telling me that. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's you wrap some why things up. I don't here. have much sympathy for this lady. Oh, you want to know why I'm not I'm not overly like saying, oh, poor. You're a vicious, evil Massachusetts person. <laughs> They'll do it to you. <laughs> no, oh, no, I just tell it the way it is there. That's right. So Lisa Lovelace. She actually sits <laughs> outside waiting for her daughter. What a F-tard. You yeah. Know, really? So, Miss Kaplan, you stupid bitch. Yeah, you complied. You we'll complied. You That's the thing. There should have been more of a stink raised. 
Um, I would have gotten all my people out of there. Everybody on the block would have known that something bad was going down there. That that's that's how it should have been handled. And I'm not saying in a violent way, right? You lie I'm just saying you, you, you raise your voice, there. you make a stink, you let people know what's in going on. In an abrasive manner. You. Yes, yeah. And we can be abrasive here if we need to be on the new prisoners, but I'm glad I'll brash. Yeah. Um, but let's uh let's and actually let your wrap daughter up. be in there. How much money did she actually give to them for fuck's sake? What a stupid piece of shit. Yes. Yeah, oh stop, stop paying the institutions that continue to victimize you folks as much as you can. That's what that's another thing we encourage here. Find uh, Lord, build parallel knees. economies, start new companies, uh, be the media, do everything you need to do in order to separate yourselves from the institutions that will continuously victimize you. We, we encourage that at the utmost here at the new prisoners. So I wanted to bring this last one up because this falls right into that. Um, this is uh, from Brazil posts English. This is Christian remains jailed for not bowing to gender ideology. Um, this is from Marcos Mello. It says uh, Professor Enoch Burke is arrested at school in Ireland here in the photo. The Christian teacher Enoch Burke has received the sad news that he will remain in prison and will not be home for Christmas. He was arrested in September for failing to use neutral pronouns in gender terms, a ruling by the Irish High Court. Burke should comply with a court order and stay away from the school he works for, Wilson's Hospital School in Westmouth, Ireland, and he did not, which led to his arrest. Wanting to spend Christmas at home, I'm going to increase the little, there we go. Wanting to spend Christmas at home, the professor made a video at Dublin's Mountjoy Prison, begging the judge to let him out. Arguing that he was not a thief, a murderer, or a drug dealer, he went on to say that he was going through all of this in the name of his Christian beliefs. Although the judge did not grant the request, the teacher can gain freedom at any time. So it sounds like he, this is the conditions of his captivity are as long as he recants about his act. So, but in Burke's understanding, this would be to deny his mission before God and contradict his Christian beliefs. I'm going to go back to the panel on that one. I mean, we're being compelled. Oh, yeah, we're being compelled and people aren't complying. And, and, and it's unbelievable. You see, like when you talk about psychology earlier, John Henry, like when you see like the, the psychology of captivity being done there. Well, you, you know what? You may, being, you may be being held in this basement prison, right? But I'll let you with this scrap of bread as long as you comply and tell me that I am God. Right. <laughs> like that's the kind of thing that the, the, the captors do to break you, to de demoralize you. Well, of course. And what is the end game of that? Well, the end game of that is North Korea, where, you know, if if they come in your house at 2 a.m. and there's dust on the, you know, your uh, your your bust or photograph of the Supreme Ruler, then they're going to sentence you to death and put your family in fucking, um, you know, prison camps. Yeah, that brings me back for 20 years, man. Yeah. Like that, this—that's the end game of what this is. Good for him for not bending. Yeah, do not bend. Fuck him, man. And then these people think they are gods, and that's the difference, right? And that's that whole concept of you know when you look at places like North Korea or you know these these socialist or communist societies is nothing. Nothing is higher than the state. Fuck you, state. Which goes back to the ominous bill. Why do you see the ominous bill there? For for how how many uh uh. You know, brown shirts they're going to be doing now, knocking at our doors. Don't think it's not coming here. Yeah, of course. Massive funding to the IRS. Yeah. And there you go. There's going to be your fucking Gestapo. There's your brown shirts. 
Well, and who's right. who's responsible for that funding, folks? John Henry, you sent me a couple memes that I'm going to share to lighten things up uh, before we wrap things up here on this broadcast. Um, Both sides are responsible. That's who's fucking responsible. Uh, Chris, I'm going to let you do your reading real quick, but uh, let me let me let me drag this over just to get some chuckles in. We got wings to a shitbird. We got this one. This is from I meme. Therefore, I am on Twitter. <laughs> I like oh, boy. That's who's responsible for that funding. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Change in the world. Well, we can it have burns. three. Change Enjoy in it, the guys. world. Enjoy it. Let me. Uh, this one's from Tim. Daddy, Young. it burns. It burns, daddy. <laughs> I love I love the animation. Like however they did that. Oh, he's, he's sniffing him tracks, too. <laughs> it tracks so well to his shoulders and his yeah, movement. But he's not like, well. That's that's some great work there. That is oh, some fantastic work. Well, the internet. Thank you. And um, you also sent me this one too. This is a crazy one. Um, I'm going to include that in this week's source list too. That the CIA has been running an intensive training program for Ukrainian paramilitaries in an unknown base. In the southern United States since 2015. I thought Graves would like that. Apparently, there's uh, some talk of the Christchurch uh, mass shooter training with the Azov Battalion in Ukraine, everybody. Yeah, I came across that. That was uh, another op, I hate to say. Wow. And a lot of censorship that, that followed that, too. There were people, oh, yeah, people arrested jailed just for sending the videos just, to people. Or just watching it. Yep, mm-hmm. just for so, watching videos. And unfortunately, I did watch it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it, it take, that, that's part of this research, the darker side of it, folks, that we've talked about here on the show, though, is that we warn yeah. all of you, like when you get into this stuff, you're going to see some things that are going to change your perspectives on a lot. And that's why it's always good to stay positive and, you know, especially meet with other people too. like, don't just it, it's hard to do this alone. You know, I would recommend do not do deal, this alone. When you see a human being really get <laughs> killed, not in the movie. Yeah. It takes, uh, if you're uh, not a sociopath or a psychopath, it does take a piece of you. It does. does. That's horrific. It does change you. What you, what you see, regardless if it's real or not, it does affect you. That that's something, uh, a further discussion we've had in past episodes too. But, uh, and lastly, I wanted to pull this over because I'm going to include it in the source list as well. Apparently a plane carrying Oklahoma city thunder suffers major dent after bird collision, but died suddenly news has been reporting a lot on some cool things here. It says, A plane didn't crush the World Trade Center. I know, Graves, you would enjoy that statement. That's true. So look at the scroll down so you can see the picture of it. Whoo, that's a bird. Wow. It's it's a bird, guys. See, that's what does the nose of the jumbo jet, right? Yeah, it's a bird. That pierced the steel of the World Trade Center, folks. Just think about that. That's aluminum, basically. Uh, Actually, they've had another post. There was a lot of stuff there today. Um, Empire State about, Building in 1945. There it is, that one. Yes, yeah. that one right there. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. It says, among other damage, plane parts severed the cables of an elevator and the woman inside fell over 70 stories. Cool. that'd be a but fucking ride. The building oh. still stood. She lived and holds the world's record for the longest survived elevator fall. That's actually Ooh, pretty well. Oh, boy. Yeah. So this one time... I was out in Las Vegas and um, I was not in a very good state. Right. And I get into one of these elevators at one of the, uh, one of the casinos and I hit the wrong button and it took me all the way up to like the top floor. And then I had to hit the other button 
by accident because I wasn't in a good state to take me back mm. down to where I was because I was like on the wrong side of the thing anyways. There's like two sets of elevators. One goes to one wing of the place. One goes to the other wing of the place. So I, I take this elevator all the way up to the top and realize, oh, I'm on the wrong side of the building. I got to go to the other set of elevators. I hit the, the button to go all the way back down the lobby and it dropped me like 70 mm. floors like that. That mm. feeling, dude, getting off of that, Ugh. I felt like I, I felt like I should look like Danny Ugh. DeVito looks when I got Ugh. off. Like it just crushed up like an accordion person. Like yeah, a those Vegas elevators are fast, dude. Those oh, yeah. are Wally Coyote fall. <laughs> like it was mm, just like, like, <laughs> like all the way down. One time I fell into my waterbed. <laughs> True story. I've done that too. Yeah, yeah. I also had a waterbed. We, we had That's a lot gross. in common, Grace. But uh, here's what I'm gonna do, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over uh, to you right now because I want you to be able to. Do you want to pull it up on your screen? Would it be easier to read it that way, my friend? Or can I just pull it up on mine and have you read? Hey, pull it. Yeah, screen share so everybody uh, that is watching. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Do you want to do that, want. or do you want me to do that? Um. Because it might be easier for you to read the article if you do the screen share. So I'll just stop screen sharing and allow you to do a screen share and pull that up. Or do you want me to just scroll through it and you'll read along? I'll read along. Okay, cool. All right. So this, folks, uh, this, is, this is what uh, we're going to use to wrap up this uh, this week's uh, episode. And Something uh, on a positive note, finally, folks. Yeah, getting, <laughs> getting, uh, getting out of here on a positive note this week. This is from Smithsonian Magazine, The Story of World War I Christmas Truce. It has become a great legend of World War I, but what really happened when British and German troops emerged from their trenches that Christmas Day? All right. It's actually a beautiful story, actually, about, you know, human beings that are, you know, just goes to show that uh, human beings really weren't meant to kill each other, um, like the powers of be like to use us for. Anyway, okay. 24 hours. Whoa. Okay. Even at the distance of a century, no war seems more terrible than World War One. In the four years between 1914 and 1918, it killed or wounded more than 25 million people, peculiarly horribly, and in popular opinion, at least, for a less apparent purpose than did any other war before or since. Yet there were still odd moments of joy and hope in the trenches of Flanders and France. And one of the most remarkable came during the first Christmas of the war. A few brief hours during which men from both sides of the Western Front laid down their arms, emerged from their trenches, and shared food, carols, games, and comradeship. Their truce, the famous Christmas truce, was unofficial and illicit. Many officers disapproved, and headquarters on both sides strong. They took strong steps to ensure that it could never happen again, of course. Of course, it was added by me. While it lasted, though, the truce was magical, leading even to the sober Wall Street Journal to observe. What appears from the winter fog and misery is a Christmas story, a fine Christmas story that is, in truth, the most faded and tattered of uh, adjectives. Inspiring. The first signs that something strange was happening occurred on Christmas Eve. At 8.30 p.m., an officer of the Royal Irish Rifles reported to headquarters 
Germans have illuminated their trenches, are singing songs and wishing us a happy Xmas. Compliments are being exchanged, but am nevertheless taking all military precautions. Further along the line, the two sides serenaded each other with carols, the German silent night being met with a British chorus of the first Noel, and scouts met cautiously in no man's land. The shell blasted. Waste between the trenches. Exactly. Okay, here we go. Yeah, sorry, I had to move the thing. The War Diary. That's where we're at. The War Diary of the Scots Guards records records. <laughs> the War Diary. Take two guys. Oh. Yep. The War Diary of the Scouts Guards records that a certain private murker met a German patrol and was given a glass of whiskey and some cigars. And a message was sent back saying that if we didn't fire at them, they would not fire at us. The same basic understanding seems to have sprung up spontaneously at other spots. For another British soldier, Private Frederick Heath, the truce began late that same night when all down our line of trenches, there came to our ears a greeting unique in war. English soldier, English soldier, a Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Then, as Heath wrote in a letter home, the voices added, Come out, English soldier. Come out here to us. For some little time, we were cautious and did not even answer. Officers, fearing treachery, ordered the men to be silent. But up and down our line, one heard the men answering that Christmas greeting from the enemy. How could we resist wishing each other a Merry Christmas? even though we might be at each other's throats immediately afterwards. Are going by, folks. <laughs> so we kept up a running conversation with the Germans, all the while our hands ready on our rifles. Blood and peace, enmity and fraternity, or his most amazing paradox. The night wore on to dawn, a night made easier by songs from the German trenches, the pipings of piccolos, and from our broad lines, laughter, Christmas carols, not a shot was fired. And this is a shot of the German trench in 1914. Yeah. And that's a true story. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think we should end it there just for time. Uh, just people. Well, and know it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's not it beautifully there. Yeah. It gives some kind of hope. Yeah, it definitely does, man. And John, I'm going to try and send you the, the copy of that thing that I have. But um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get final thoughts for everybody for this week and wrap some things up. Uh, oh, I see we got a couple more things here. Ah, there we go. It didn't, it didn't carry across, Gary, the, the picture of your sleeve. But I appreciate you sharing that with us and everything like that. That's awesome. I'm going to oh, maybe what you can post that or something. No, uh, Gary's got a, a tattoo sleeve started and uh, he's got some uh, G6 stuff associated <laughs> yeah, with Gary. it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try and get you that uh, pick. Uh, or Gary, maybe you can send that to John Henry here. But um, so what I'm going to do here is uh, we'll go around and do final thoughts. Um, you know, it's uh, actually Gary, uh, since you joined us. Uh, what you have some new videos that you're going to be working on some stuff that's coming up here in 2023. Um, and also I believe that you're uh, changing locations too. Uh, so maybe we want to tell some folks about what you're, what you're doing and what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to Canada 
Yeah. And uh, <laughs> hanging out. Bullshit. <laughs> I got a girl in a door. Do you believe that? Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, um, you know, I've got videos ready to go, videos I'm working on. Uh, I haven't stopped doing what I'm doing as far as digging into everything. And it's uh, it's time to get people on board to start following us or paying attention to what we have. And, you know, if our uh, elected officials have a backbone, they're going to listen also. If they are not going to have a backbone, they need to be replaced, Indeed. plain and simple. No. And uh, 100%. I, I won't I won't be shy about that either. I will. Right. If you don't answer my call or my emails, I'm going to call you out and let everybody know, especially when they start finding out everything that we're going to be bringing to the public. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. I'm pissed off and tired of it, you know, so everybody yeah. else needs to be as well. And uh, but it's, you know, most important, though, is these J6ers, everybody's just, you know, send them a letter. If you can, it's not hard to find where to send these letters to, um, to these J6ers, you know, send them something to, uh, let them know that we haven't forgotten them because I haven't forgotten them. I know we haven't. Um, and that's what I'm fighting for. I want every one of them out. And then the people that are responsible for what's going on, they need to be held up accountable and they don't need to be let off just because they're an elected official. They don't need to have any protection around them at all. As far as when it comes to the courts, mm-hmm. they need to be prosecuted to the fullest. And I'm ready to see that happen. It's this gone on too long. And, uh, but most important thing, just pray for the J sixers, send them something over the holidays. There's a lot of them are still, you know, two years in jail and not uh, able to see their loved ones still can't even talk to them. As far as seeing them personally, they're still being held from even being able to see them personally like that. So it's, uh, especially during these times are hard for a lot of people. So it is. Yeah. No, I appreciate that Gary. And, um, Chris, you want to give us some final thoughts, my friend? Well, uh, Gary McBride was our Christmas gift, uh, or holiday gift, whatever you want to call it, uh, today. I'm glad he, uh, that was a very pleasant surprise. Um, I'm glad he's okay for, you know, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to get back to working on the docucast. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, we actually had some ideas about maybe having a, a two year anniversary special on January 6th too, Indeed. that maybe we'll go into stuff that the docucast might not, you know, have time to, uh, touch upon possibly. So that was an idea. And, uh, mm-hmm. I don't need to promote anything else except for uh, support uh, Lisa Belanger and, uh, you know, let her get the transcripts, uh, support Gary McBride and in, in his Give, Send, Go, I think still is up and running. Six is a very hardworking guy, very talented, and uh, support his efforts. And Mr. John Henry, I'm glad that you're situated with your family finally and uh, that you get to enjoy the holiday with them. And I love you all. Thank you, Grace. We love you too, man. And uh, Lisa, any final thoughts for us before we wrap up? <laughs> any final thoughts? <laughs> you can count on me for that. So I'm going to go with two things because I'm not counting on public officials. I'm not counting on the court system. I'm not counting on any government entity to do the right thing. So, <clears throat> uh, so I'm putting out the call to action for we the people to be the light, okay? 
true awakening. That, that, that would be a good Christmas gift there. So second thing, self-sufficiency through local community. And I uh, just wanted to thank all you guys for, uh, for being with me and uh, hashtag synergy. One more thing. I don't mean to be rude, but uh, also if we could help uh, our mutual friend, Donald Jeffries, uh, try to uh, get on some of these platforms that, uh, you know, will let his work and his message get out. Uh, you know, if you, you know, could take the time, maybe uh, Tucker Carlson or Laura Ingram, Abby Martin, Ben Swan. Uh, and Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, that would be a big one because Don has a lot to talk about, especially with the uh, COVID and the vaccines and his own experience, you know, losing his brother and also his lifelong pursuit of uh, you know, trying to get to the truth of uh, Bobby's Bobby, as if like, I'm friends with him, but uh, Mr. Kennedy's uh, uncle and uh, father, uh, their deaths and the repercussions they had on our country. And uh, also, the the last thing is, uh, I also look forward to the new prisoners teaming up with the Knights of the Storm at some point. Yes. And that's all. Thank you. All right. And with that, John Henry, give us your final thoughts <laughs> for this week. Uh, one, I just want to say thank you to, to Lisa and Mr. Graves, and it's great to hear Gary's voice, man. Um, I'm really glad that uh, the group shared what he did. And here's why we're at fucking war. We're at war. Good versus evil, man. And, um, you know, I was just reading, it looks like this, this omnibus spending bill. I think it should be called ominous spending bill just got passed. Um, not good times ahead. Uh, not at all. So, in the vein of what Mr. Graves shared today, I think it's incredibly important. Let's all take a breath and enjoy Christmas. Uh, enjoy this holiday season. Um, set our differences aside, guys, please. You got Fauci out here trying to fucking fire everybody up saying get vaccinated. Don't wear masks for Christmas gatherings. Don't let people that aren't vaccinated come to your homes, be together. Please don't feed into that rhetoric and that bullshit, guys. You know, don't let it cause more division than we already have. Set all the shit aside. I know that, listen, we're very opinionated. We don't hide that on this show. But damn it, that doesn't mean that I don't want to sit at dinner with my grandma because she thought it was a good idea to get vaccinated. Right. It's just not the right thing. At the end of the day, you know, we're family, our friends. And, you know, when you think about it, those are the joys in life. Right. The experiences with the people that we love and care about. Those are the things in the moments that are reprieved from all the other stresses and bullshit that we're dealing with. So let yourself have that, right? Let the other people have that. I know you got friends and family that they think you're fucking crazy because you're not maxed and boosted to the moon or, you know, you're not agreeable to the fact that we're sending a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine because that's what they know that because of what they've been force fed, unfortunately. So set your bullshit aside. And when I say bullshit, I'm not trying to say that the things that you're passionate about or believe in are bullshit. But guys, let's just set it aside, man. Let's have a couple of days of just enjoying the people that we love and and really just being grateful for everything. And hell, maybe having a nice conversation. Maybe you can sway somebody just a little bit, not with aggression or, um, you know, you don't have to make your point. You don't have to be right. But just talk to people, man. And, you know, when you look at uh, what was that Tim Robbins that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. 
guys, I'd be willing to bet that a lot of people that ended up in that camp are probably kind of feeling the way that he feels right now. Oh, yeah. And that probably doesn't feel very fucking good to have been divisive or turned against people that you love. And there's a lot of people that are probably going to be reeling from that. So give them a little bit of love. Um, that'll probably go a really, really long way. But thanks to everybody, man. Thanks to the listeners. I hope everybody has an extremely Merry Christmas. Um, enjoy your time with the people that you care about. Uh, enjoy your time getting away from the people you don't want to be around, whatever it is. Um, stay strong, man. And uh, let's just get ready. We got a lot of work to do. A lot of fucking work to do. 2023 is going to be a very important year for all of us. In my opinion, it, you know, the most important year for all of us. Because we got some shit we need to get done. Uh, we're fighting for our future. And there's no question about that. So love all of you and have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you, John Henry. Make good choices. <laughs> oh, we're, we're certainly going to try. And um, this, uh, this upcoming uh, week, we're going to be doing a this year's Big Five. So the panel is going to be presenting their Big Five stories. And not necessarily the top stories of the year according to the media or what's the most talked about. But the the Big Five stories that maybe each each of us want the audience to look into. And we'll briefly delve into uh, each one of those topics if we can for next episode. So it'll be fun. Instead of doing those countdown shows like they do, you know, it's hard to arrange anything the most important from five, four, three, two, one. Uh, so we're just going to have our, our panel come up with the five most impactful stories that, that they, or at least that they believe are the five most impactful stories are important to them that they'd want the audience to look into. So we do collective research here on the new prisoners and you all listening are all part of that. Thank you all uh, for watching on Rumble and Odyssey. Uh, we're going to have the replays up later on BitChute, Brideon and Spotify. Uh, look for our source list on, on Substack at number six and uh, also look at our subscribe star where you can find our document vault and donate so we can get our hands on some of those court, uh, court documents and transcripts that we've been talking about here on the broadcast. So uh, links are in, this, in the descriptions for all that, folks. You can also find Chris's links and Lisa's links. And Gary, I'm going to add yours too so everybody can find your stuff. And thank you all for being here with that. Um, until we meet again and until we are free, we are the new prisoners. Merry Christmas. We love you all. Thank you for listening to The New Prisoners. Let us know what you think about this week's topics on our Minds page and Substack, or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brideon. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us, or speak freely with us on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us and remember to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it can make. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email the new prisoner number six at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. And you can also donate to the new prisoners through anchor.fm slash the new prisoner number six slash support. There, you can make a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. We also have a Subscribe Star, where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com slash the-new-prisoners. Or you could donate U.S. dollars and crypto to us on Mines and Odyssey. 
All donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show. Every amount is appreciated. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners.